that time of the, of the month. month. Hello, I'm back. Hello, Fully is back. <laughs> Fully is back. I kicked Wayne out. Um, sorry, what? No. No, no, no. No, no, I would never do such a thing. That's that's a different podcast. Yes. Uh, here is a Fully up. Here's a Kindle. Welcome to the monthly Winifred's. Yes. Episode 30. It's in the 30s oh now. Oh my goodness. Just like us. We are, yes. <laughs> this podcast is as old as us now. Pretty much. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. And it's the end of the year. And it's the end of the decade uh-huh more yeah. on that later i yes, think let's let's definitely let's put a put a stopper on that for a second because <laughs> fulia yes you've been gone for a couple of months i have please tell the masses what you've been doing okay but, uh but only the people that don't listen to a podcast called fred so make sure you're specifically addressing them <laughs> okay? okay okay so <laughs> the, since we last met I said that I would be working at the Flemington race course for the annual Melbourne Cup Carnival. And that's what I did. I worked at the Cup Carnival. <laughs> and as per usual, the first day Derby Day had horrendous weather. Yeah. yeah rain, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Rain. All the rain, rain. All the rain. Luckily, I was inside most of the, most of the time um, because I decided to choose to put myself indoors. <laughs> <laughs> while giving out breaks to people <laughs> very smart very smart yes uh, <laughs> but the supervisors don't mind because they know that i do my job well so <laughs> good yes that's all that matters exactly um what else have i been doing i after that i worked a little bit at the basketball and then after that i decided to go to sydney <laughs> yes and, uh, yeah, so went to Sydney for about 10 days, um, participated in a course called uh, Life Design with the awesome people at EQ Events, um, and they do um, life coaching programs um, and, you know, personal success intensives, uh, which I did attend one of those um, before I went to Life Design, and that was back in September, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it. You did? In previous episodes. Yes, you did. Um, so, yeah, went to Sydney, did a week's worth of uh, life coaching, you know, personal development, um, walked on fire <laughs> yeah. on the first day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am yes. now a fire walker. <laughs> it's like a Johnny Cash mashup. Instead of walk the line or... Or ring of fire, it's walk, walk the, the fire. fire. <laughs> That's what did. It's exactly what I did. Yeah, she was probably wearing black too. Uh, no. Well, shit. <laughs> she didn't Damn, go, she didn't I go, ruined it. She didn't go full Johnny Cash. No. That's all right. That's all right. Yes, yes but it was an, uh, an incredible experience. What was walking on fire like? Um, so I walked on fire that was around about the 500 degree mark yeah. in centigrade no. and yeah that was um no take it back <laughs> i feel like anakin on mustafa <laughs> um i didn't funnily enough oh, okay good um, because you had the high ground yeah pretty much <laughs> no it was Star um joke sorry <laughs> <laughs> it was um it didn't actually feel as hot as i thought it was going to feel not to mention the distance that we covered was only about two meters oh yeah so it, it, it was very over. short yeah. yeah it was very short so all we had, it was like three steps and then i was done 
<laughs> yes. And was there like a bucket of ice on the other side? They, they held a hose down at our feet so Aww. that as soon as we stepped off, straight to the cold water. And yeah, and then we would. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and then we had to also wipe our feet to make sure we had no coals stuck to the bottom of our feet. No, I don't want that. No. Um, burn a hole. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, what they call kisses. So some of the hot coals would have, you know, burnt some of the skin underneath the foot. And they're like little sort of dots. And they sting for a little bit. Mm. Um, so, and they've given us sort of like a remedy of what we could do once we got back to our, um, accommodation to, uh, help the pain sort of go away. Um, and that helped. And, but you know, it wasn't painful. Like it was like a teeny little sting. So okay. it was fine. And I've still got the marks it's... under my foot. It's like, I think I've got like two of them. I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the whole process of work, walking on the fire was is to focus on what's ahead of you and just be you know determined on your goal and yeah. then you just you don't focus on what's below you you focus on what's ahead of you and you just walk through it oh yeah no yeah I, yeah I, yeah which i'm i'm pretty sure you would have done it oh look for sure well i'm like i can i can guarantee you because everybody at the course did it yeah. managed to do it even if some of them hesitated the first time around um but you know yeah, they they then came back in line and was like, all right, I'm gonna do it, and they made made sure and they got through it, and it's try it is the best experience ever. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they and they do it on the first day because you know they just want you to commit to your development. Yeah, because, yeah. Because you know you're investing in yourself. Yes. Yeah, which is what I did. Yes. <laughs> um, what else did I do? We did a lot of exercising. We were waking up at like six a.m. every morning. <laughs> Yeah, I also wouldn't do that. <laughs> seven, seven days of 6 a.m. wake-up calls. Oh, no. <laughs> I hated it too, trust me. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't blame you. You know, it being part of the course, it was like, well, I have to be somewhere, so I don't have a choice but to get up. I suppose on the plus side, you know, at least it's like you're getting more hours in the day, you're awake for longer. Yeah, exactly. You can get, get more done. Definitely. And since then, I've noticed that I've been waking up a lot earlier than I usually do. Um, so you've kept to the, the early rise? Not 6 a.m. rise, but... About like 7, 8 a.m. kind of thing? Yeah, so I've been waking up at about 8, 8.30. Okay. Yeah, which instead is... All, of like, instead of like 10, 10.30. Okay, that's, that's a plus. <laughs> that's that's a definite improvement on, yeah. on my side of things, Good. especially for my health, because you only need about, you know, up to seven hours sleep. Technically, yeah, because right. the deep sleep cycle is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you were to break that up, it'd be between six and a half to seven hours yeah, okay. worth of sleep. Yeah. Um, so, and I've been getting, you know, between seven to eight hours, um, which I suppose getting to the eight hour mark is sort of on the no go zone because I'd be in the middle of a deep sleep cycle. But I've been waking up pretty refreshed. And I've been managing to uh, get through my day. And then by the time it hits about 10, 10.30, I'm starting to feel tired. So instead of going to bed at like 1, 2 a.m., I'm actually going to bed before midnight. Good. <laughs> That's good. That's really good, especially especially for your physical and mental health. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot better to be sleeping earlier than later. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So definitely a lot of physical improvements since then. Okay, that's cool. Um. Mental and emotional improvements have, there have been some improvements, but there have been times that as soon as I got back from, from Sydney, um, it's hard getting back into 
into <laughs> into real life again, uh, back into reality. Um, yeah. Especially after going through a week of all that intense work yeah. on yourself, yeah. and you're in that safe space with people who won't judge you, who are all in the same boat as you. They yeah. all want to change their lives for the better. So I bet it's kind of freeing in a way. Yeah, definitely. And then as soon as you come back to real life and you're going back to your regular routine at home, mm-hmm. it, it sort of dawns on you um, the stuff that you're going back to. because. And then it for me, it hit me a little bit because I was I knew that I'd be coming home to barely any work because I, I don't work as much as I would like to. Um, so in order to change that, I've been making sure that I ask my security company for, for extra shifts so that I can, you know, build up on my savings <laughs> Yes. and so that I am not always at home, even though, you know, you know, it's not something that I'm passionate about, but I'm, it's, it's my job. I still want to still go out there and do the work. Um, and keep people safe. So, (laughs) as I've been doing for the last 11 years. Yes. (laughs) Um, what else have I been doing since then? Uh, we've been filming stuff. Yeah. All the collectible chaoses. Yes. Uh, (laughs) All, all meaning two. Yes, two. Yeah. (laughs) Two in the last month, in the last couple of months. Yes. Um, I've been, you know, practicing my piano I've been playing hockey. Um, Yes, and how's hockey season going? Hockey season has now come to its um, mid-year break. Yeah. So now we are halfway through the season. Yes. Um, Next next part of the season, so the second half, is going to be the tough part, which is keeping up our momentum, making sure that we continue to do our best and win (laughs) to get into the finals. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we've got a, we've got a good challenge ahead of us, but I think we're going to do well. I'm hoping we're pretty, pretty, I'm, I don't want to say guaranteed, but I'm pretty sure we'll probably make it into the finals. No, you're, you've got a good feeling. I've got a very good feeling. That's, yes. that's good. All right. Yeah. Well, Godspeed then. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the Arctic Wolves can pull through yes. for another season. Definitely. And I want to make it three, three. Pete. A three-peat, please. Three-peat for me. <laughs> yes. That'd be amazing. Yes. Um, been working with the awesome crew at uh, Writer's Block Theatre as well. Yeah. Doing some, you know, marketing for them. Um, yeah. Because I'm one of their producers. Yes. <laughs> for their first ever stage production. Yes. The boy I paid for. Yes. More on that later. Yes. More on that later. <laughs> we will be advertising the shit out of that. Yes. For you <laughs> Um, I've also been, you know, working a hell of a lot more in my security job. Um, but I think, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I think the highlight of the last couple of months was going to Sydney and, and doing that program. So, yeah, good. um, I'm very, I'm very happy with, with that. How about yourself, Kendall? How about me? Well, what have you been up to in the last month? Well, for me, it's yeah, month, December. It's, it's my month to shine. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm not really good at remembering as everyone, everyone is well aware. <laughs> give me, give me film titles, give me actors, filmographies. I'll tell you the whole list, but my own life, forget it. Um, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Cause you know, as I very much do. Well said. 
But no, I, I, I have had I had a better December than I did November, so that was good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. November can kiss my ass, um, <laughs> like big time. Uh, but December, yeah, no, December was a bit of a bit of a better month, and uh, I, yeah, probably went to the movies a bunch of times. Oh and, yeah. Um, you know, I think. The wonderful Christina and I. Hello, uh, Christina. <laughs> Hello. We went to, uh, for our cinema of the month, this month we did uh, my, well, not my local, but my work local, I suppose, Riverley in uh, Camberwell. Okay, that's cool. Um, which is a gorgeous cinema. Yeah. It's a very old-fashioned style um, cinema. I think it's Art Deco, I think. I could be very wrong. Christine is probably yelling at me <laughs> right now because she would know exactly what it is. Um, but it's gorgeous nonetheless. And uh, yeah, we saw Ford versus Ferrari. Nice. Um, for our December month. And uh, yeah, that was a brilliant, brilliant film. And it's nice to see Christian Bale getting a Glo- Golden Globe nomination for his performance. That's very, awesome. Very well earned. Um, yeah. What else have I seen and done and things like I... Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's the problem with this is that I'm the big thing that's happened for me this month has basically just been work. Yeah. Like my actual my, my not my actual job. This is a job. Paid my paid job. Yeah. Like my um income source has been very crazy because I work in retail, as most people know from listening oh, to this boy. podcast. And, and um, on the time of recording, it is Boxing Day. It is Boxing Day. And yes, she's come straight from work. <laughs> I, yep, basically. <laughs> I went home, had dinner, and came here. But I did a 10-hour shift today, and mm. I've been awake since 6 a.m., and it is now nearly 9 o'clock, and I'm somehow not not completely lost my mind. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> on my, on my uh, third hit of caffeine, or technically fourth hit if you count the lovely uh, coffee-flavored sorbet from Just Italy in Camberwell. Cheers, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Yes. Ooh. Get mm-hmm. that caffeine in you. Yes, because we don't want me, you know, bleh. <laughs> Even though I kind of sound a bit yeah. bleh at the moment. No, I'm, yeah, overall from, from memory, December's been a good month. And, you know, we just had Christmas, of course. So um, I got to spend a bunch of time with my parents, which was really nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so my brother and I as well. It was really great to spend some quality time with my brother like you know I, for once he decided he would come up in the in the car with me he he's <laughs> never done it i offer him every year this yeah. year he's like all right we'll go together i'm like good so got a, had a nice little road trip with my bro yeah with jordan and uh and yeah and then seeing mum and dad i had christmas eve off work which was the luckiest thing yeah that's awesome i've ne- I, it only because that's, it fell that's, that's that's a um it's a christmas miracle yeah <laughs> It's only because it fell on my roster day off. So I had Christmas Eve oh, that's, that's and Christmas Day off. That's yeah. well done. I got very, yeah. That's probably why they gave me 10 hours on Boxing Day. Oh, man. Just to make up for it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, we had a really lovely Christmas. Bendigo was a very hot 36 degrees. Yes, I saw the photos. You had a nice pool to yourself. We did. Nice little in, uh, inflatable pool in the backyard, drinking some champagne, some wine, you know, relaxing for most of the day and stuffing our faces with delicious food my, yes. my wonderful mother made and and getting spoiled with presents and watching movies we all watched home alone together as a, uh, yay. As a family on <laughs> on tuesday night christmas eve that was a lot of fun yes um, it was on tv right it was on yes, tv because i watched it too yeah <laughs> yeah we watched that um that was great and then 
Yeah. And then before I went home last night, I have found a, a new appreciation for Mrs. Brown's boys. Yay! <laughs> because I, I've always kind of thought it was funny, but I th- I've always kind of thought it's a bit daggy. And <laughs> at work, it's not really known for being popular. <laughs> at least people in, in my, my neck of the woods, uh, where are my... My J- it's feckin' good. It's feckin' good. Um, <laughs> they don't really, they don't really, it doesn't really sell well. But on the plus side, yeah, I we watched a bunch of it last night because yeah, she does a, uh, they do a lot of Christmas specials. They do. Um, so they were on um, mum and dad have Foxtel, so they were showing a like doing a marathon on the BBC. Oh, sweet. And so we watched. That must have been fun. It was. I haven't seen my mum and dad laugh so much. <laughs> At something on the TV for so long, like that's good. So yeah, I mean, I knew they, I knew they really liked it. So, uh, but yeah, we really enjoyed that. It was good, and even even my brother Jordan was laughing along. Like we're all as a family, all like bonding over watching. You know, a man just as a woman say "feck" a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and it's very very funny. Well, they're Irish. They're Irish. They say (laughs) "fecking" quite a bit. It's um, it's pretty wonderful. And then they had Peter Andre on randomly, and I was like, oh, there's an expat. Yeah, they um, they they do have like a couple of guest appearances. Yeah, yeah, it was mm. pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that was Christmas was wonderful. Um, yeah, had a really great time. And then yeah, today was bonkers, and I'm here, and I'm ready to get into the last podcast, Yay. the last monthly. For 2019. Yes. I also have been watching a lot of um, Netflix movies and catching up on yeah. shows. I've been watching uh, Scrubs as well. I'm in the middle of season three. <sighs> oh. <laughs> okay. Where in season three are you? I have no idea. Fantastic. <laughs> Hold on. I will I will make, I will check my app because <laughs> my app will tell me straight away. I, yeah. I would. Uh, I just want to know if you're up to or past like a really heartbreaking episode yet i am i don't know i think that's maybe season four i am up to episode five episode five yes oh wait till you see who dan is played by his brother jd's brother oh yes you know? i know yeah, yeah he came up in a previous episode yes, yes. um tom kavanagh yeah, yeah. <laughs> who you know, I is amazing, and who I'm. Res- I used to have a crush on him. He's pretty gorgeous. Yeah, like he really is, even for his age now. Like, yeah, he's, you know, probably in his fifties or something. But still, he's he's pretty all right. Pretty all right. They kind of look alike, so it worked that well. No, it does. Him and yeah. Zach Braff. You yeah. could, you definitely buy them as brothers, and they're they're very good in the show together. <laughs> but yeah, you're enjoying Scrubs. Yes, I am loving Scrubs. Fantastic. Um, it's. It's a medical because I'm usually watching drama related medical shows. Yes, this is the first. This kind is of the comedy, comedy version yeah. that I've watched. Um, you know, apart from Mesh, but that's a that's a war. That's different. That's a war comedy rather this is, than this is a like a, a ED slash award. I can't remember if it's an ED or a award or, or what. Uh, I think it's an ED. I, I think yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and yes, very much enjoying Scrubs at the moment and also, um, been watching, yeah, Netflix movies, um, in the last week or so (laughs) in the lead up to Christmas. Yes. Um, you know, watched Klaus, watched Marriage Story, watched, um, what other ones have I been watching? My goodness. I can't, I can't even See, it's hard, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And I've written them down and I'm not looking yeah. at the list. Well, I forgot one big thing uh, from my December. Here yes. we go. Um, 
I went and watched uh, Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I was going to say, when are you going to mention Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, well, look, maybe I was saving it to later and now I just can't fair wait enough, to talk fair about enough. it. Fair enough, fair enough, yes. Um, but no, I saw I saw episode nine at 12.20 a.m. and uh, had a blast. Um, I saw it with some very good friends of mine. <laughs> um, shout out to all y'all, you know who you are if you're listening. Yeah. And uh, we had an awesome time and... You know, didn't get home until four thirty in the morning, and it. I I love and the the vibe of the crowd. I, midnight screenings are just so good because you're with the real fans. Like I wasn't and there. Everybody, I'm sorry. We're going this weekend. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But no, like in te- in terms of like the the audience reactions. Oh, of course, of I just, course. Yeah, I live for that. That's one of my favorite experiences. Yeah. Going to a cinema, seeing a big epic especially nerdy or pop culture related like kind of film like Definitely. that. Definitely, it's always yeah. Yeah, I, it just gets me going. Yeah, so I that's love it. that's yeah. that's that was a highlight of December for sure. Yeah, and I've just and I've now that I've got my list up, I've remembered the, the movies that I've been watching. So I oh, have yes, so Marriage Marriage list. Story, Klaus. Um, what was the other one? Dolomite is my name. Yes. Um, the and Love Actually, I yeah. watched last night. And you didn't? Sorry, yesterday. And you didn't love? No, I didn't love actually. it. Love it. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, I liked it. It was all right. I suppose I just wasn't paying enough attention to it. I, that's Look, I didn't really, I didn't really fall for it. The, as in when I say fall for it, I mean like you know, fall in love with it. Yeah. Uh, the first time I watched it. Yeah. Either. Um, I don't know why, because everyone raves about it. Yeah, everybody raves but about it, but for some reason, it's a good it didn't, film. It didn't keep my attention as as much as I thought it would. Is it because it's like all these different vignettes it, of the different stories going might, at once? Might be. Um, it, it, like I, I, I understood the concept of of where it was going and yeah. you know each person's story that was happening. Um, but unless you're really engrossed in it, it's really hard to keep up. Okay. With. Fair enough. Um, so even though all the people that have commented on my status saying that they love the movie, um, I'm sorry, I did not love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actu- maybe I'll maybe I'll give it another go next year. <laughs> yeah, actually, she didn't love it. No. Um, and the and the <laughs> last movie I watched, which isn't a Christmas movie, uh, funnily enough, is yes. uh, the Lego Movie Two, yep. the second part. Yes. Um, which. Coincidentally, two characters were played by Chris Pratt. One of them being Emmett, the other one being his other self. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Make of that what you will. I'm not going to spoil it. No, I don't want to know. Um, well, I may watch it eventually. Yes. Uh, Bruce Willis makes an appearance in Lego form. Ooh. <laughs> in this, his diehard form. I was going to say. <laughs> does he say yippee ki No, no, he doesn't. All you see him is crawling through ducks. That's random. You know, the air ducks. Oh, air ducks. The air ducks. You said crawling through ducks. No, 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 no. Not quack, quack ducks. No, no. Air ducts. Maybe I need another coffee. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's kind of cute. Yes. That's, and that's yeah, cute. he's voicing as himself. Yeah, yeah. But in Die Hard, sort of. He's playing John McClane in Lego form, basically. No, he's playing Bruce Willis playing John McClane. Well, you know what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, good. Fantastic. So, yes. Um, I'm glad lo- you... Lots of fun, yes. but have to admit the first one was a lot better. Okay. Yeah. It's, this second one is a, a sequel, a full-on sequel from the first one. Um, oh, no, really? And What a surprise. 
Oh, well, it sort of, it, it continues on from when, you know how at the end of the first one, have you seen the first one? Yes, I have. You know, at the end of the first one where you see the Duplo Legos, the big yes. one, the baby ones? Yes. Um, it continues on with that because the, six, okay. the sister enters mm-hmm. the whole Lego game and now the brother's like, no, you, you can't play with my Lego. That That's sort of the yeah, okay. that's sort of the story of the second one. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they still, they still make up those, you know, words to, according to them that are technically, you know, you, then you realize what it is actually to the humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yes, so mum's involved. Will Ferrell, you only hear his voice. You don't actually see him. Um, you see him as playing president business um, in the Lego form, and then you also just hear him as the dad, like, in the background. Oh, okay. You don't actually see He's Will Ferrell. He's not properly in no, it. No, no, no. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, you see him in the montage at the beginning, uh, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, first one was a lot better. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's still worth watching. It's still entertaining, but yeah. Cool. All right. With that, I think let's segue into the monthly question. Yes. The that, main topic discussion. Yes, which is what we've been talking for the last 10 minutes. Yes. About movies. And TV shows. And TV shows. Of the decade. Of the last 10 years. The 2010. Yes. Wrapping out, wrapping out. Yeah, that works. Right, yeah, wrapping, Ra- up. wrapping up the uh, rounding out and wrapping up the last yes. decade, the 2010s. So we have asked all of you, awesome people, what you think has been the best movies and TV shows of the 2010s. This is very true. Yes. So yeah. we're going to jump straight into your answers because yes. there's a lot of them. Yes. So thank you so much. For thank you. Every single one of you that has <laughs> sent in a response because we greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. Ah, uh, gosh. So um, cool. Kendall. Yes. Start it off for us. Okay. Well, we got a big list, and I am going to start with uh, the excellent man that is Stephen Garstone. And Stephen says, "Baby Driver" from 2017 still ranks at my favorite spot for this decade. Edgar Wright made me appreciate what sound could mean in film and gave me a new appreciation for colour and timing's ability to make me feel things. Surprisingly, Better Call Saul, from 2015 onwards, still going, had me strangely entranced with its foreshadowing and high drama all the way through. It kept me always in a state of uncertainty as to whether what we saw was part of his plan or everything going wrong. Game of Thrones would have won if they had stuck the landing. <laughs> <laughs> correct. You're uh, very correct, Stephen. Okay. Um, have you seen these? So I've seen Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember not liking it as much as a lot of other people did. Okay. Uh, it was very, 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 very hyped up when it came out. Mm-hmm. Because um, like the trailer looked incredible. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for that. A, yeah, It was a great trailer. Um and I love Edgar Wright. I'm a big fan of his work, especially the Cornetto trilogy. Yep. Huge fan. Um, he's a very wonderful filmmaker, very talented, and I, I love his style. And, yeah, he's right about the way the sound – one of the best – I think the best thing about the film is the sound. Okay. The way it syncs up with the shots, um, all of the cinematography, all of the, you know, the movement that's happening in yeah. the shots. It lines up. The way where the the way the cars go, the cut the stunt car driving in the film is 
better than Fast and the Furious. Oh, really? Like, it's so good. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's really, really good. And, and I, it's in terms of an original story, it's a very good film as well. But, I mean, I didn't love, love where it went. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got a bit, went a bit off the rails for me towards the end. Um, and so I didn't, yeah, I didn't love it. But um, I definitely appreciated it for uh, for what it represents as just a, f- a good film because it's very well made. That's all right. Um, yeah. As for Better Call Saul, I'm actually, funnily enough, watching Breaking Bad at the moment <laughs> uh, for the second time. And then I'm going to actually sit down and watch Better Call Saul. But when I was doing some research before the podcast, looking up lists of, you know, what the internet considers... Uh, best TV shows. Yeah. Over the last 10 years, Better Call Saul was one that frequently popped up uh, on those lists. So I cannot wait to get stuck into that. I've only ever seen the pilot um, and it was really cool. Okay. So, so this is based off Breaking Bad? This is Breaking Bad. So Better Call Saul is the name, well, is basically, it's the slogan of um, Saul Goodman, mm-hmm. who is the um, kind of the crooked lawyer. Uh, for Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in Breaking ah, Bad okay. and many other criminals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting character. And Bob Odenkirk, who plays him, does a fantastic job. Okay. Um, so this is basically a prequel to Breaking Bad that focuses on Saul and how he got to being where he was in terms of, um, you know, being the go-to law guy uh, for Albuquerque's Most Wanted. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and apparently it does. It connects heavily, obviously, to Breaking Bad, and characters from Breaking Bad appear in it. Um, you know, especially one big one that is that had one had probably the best character death on telly, like probably ever, like one of the biggest. <laughs> uh, he makes an appearance in the show, and uh, I've been oh, dying, dying to check that out because he's wonderful. Um, I'm not going to say who that is for people who haven't seen it, um, but yeah, very good answer. And Game of Thrones, of course, yes, yes. Yes, if the last two seasons, or at least if the last season at least, had been what we all wanted, or just just even par, yeah, like subpar, like average, better than it was, then yeah, yeah, for sure, would have been up there. But. Interesting. So I definitely agree with you, Stephen, <laughs> uh, on that note. Do you have anything you want to add to his response? Um, well, unfortunately, I haven't seen any of those except for half of Game of Thrones. I've only ever gotten as far as season four. <laughs> oh, and I didn't continue on from five onwards. No, yeah. no intentions to? I don't know. Like, after hearing everybody's reactions to the last season, I don't know if I want to. Well, see, this is the thing, though. Like, it's still a really well-made show. Mm. It's just the writing was bad by the end. Right, okay. So the, the performances are still fantastic. The, mm-hmm. a- the actors do wonderful with, yep. with the material they have. Yep. They're masters at it. The action, the direction of the, epi- the episodes for the most part, like nine times out of ten, is pretty spot on. Like mm-hmm. Except for that one battle where it was very dark and you couldn't see anything. Um, that was a bit weird. But... For, yeah, it's so there's a lot of good moments. Yeah, and the CGI for the dragons is really good, and mm. you know, um, but yeah, it just oh look the way I've... the way it ended for certain characters just wasn't mm. wasn't uh, cricket basically. Yeah. <laughs> look, um, I'm not saying that it wasn't the best for me when I was when I was initially watching it. Um, I have I did actually enjoy it up to up to that season. Um, yeah, I just. Once, once the once season five started, I never really got into it. 
um, cause I was, you know, I was busy or I was, you know, I wasn't watching other shows that I really wanted to catch up on. And so, you know, Game of Thrones was low on my priority list of watching. <laughs> so, and then I just like, you know what, I'm just not going to watch it at all. And yeah. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Like, you know, if you, if you're not really with the amount of content we have to consume these days, if you're yeah. really not feeling something, then yeah, don't feel obliged. Yeah. To, Look, maybe later on or obligated, I should may, say. Maybe later on in life when they decide to do reruns of it on TV, if it ever happens, um, I might watch it again then. Well, not on free to air. Well, well, yeah, that's it's what an, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said if. <laughs> yeah. It's an, it's an R-rated show. Yeah. It's not going to be on free to no, air. No, no. Um, but if, if I ever get around to what, you know, watching it again, then I probably will. So yeah. 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 Cool. Well, awesome. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Steven. Thank you very much, Steven. Our next response comes from Jose Sierra. Jose. Hello, Jose. Do you know the way (laughs) to San Jose? (laughs) He'll like that. That's funny. Oh, good. I hope he he does. My good friend from Channel 31. (laughs) Oh, did I meet him? Um, Do you know the camera guys? No? Yes, yes, yes. The one with the glasses. Yes, yes. he's yes. really nice. Yes. I really liked Jose. Yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's an awesome cameraman. Very nice. <laughs> yes. um, and his answer is uh, the Avengers because it is funny, but at the same time dramatic and serious. They move the characters very well and the effects. Uh, Game of Thrones because of the storyline. There were surprises in every chapter. You can't really know what could happen even to the very end no one knows how bad it will end <laughs> unintended <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah jose um well since we talked about game of thrones already you mm. know our thoughts on that but um i'm glad that he kind of you know stuck to his guns a bit more than steven did not that steven had to because steven gave some great answers yes um but it's good to see that uh, despite the, the show's flaws, he still picked Game of Thrones as his number one show. Yeah. Um, but, mate, you have me with The Avengers. The Avengers, I know. <laughs> for sure. Um, the, looks like it's the first Avengers film, I'd imagine. Mm. Um, yeah. Fun, yeah, funny at the same time, dramatic and serious. Exactly right. And yep. that's how Joss Whedon works. Yes. That's how he writes his scripts yep. and makes his films, makes his TV shows. He, do, he balances drama and humor so perfectly. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the reasons I love him so much. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, effect, the, the special effects in the Avengers still hold up. Yeah, they definitely do. It's very impressive. Whereas I was watching uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong yesterday. Yep. No. Oh. It's, it's, not, it's been 15 years almost and it has not aged well. Oh, that's not good. At all. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Lord of the Rings still looks great though. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Avengers, awesome. I think I'm probably going to say more about it later, so. Yes. <laughs> if you know me. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much, Jose. Thank you, Jose. And next we have the lovely Brayden. Hey, Brayden. And he says, Interstellar, because it opens the mind to possibilities which are hard to fathom and exposes us to the possibilities that we can't see in our solar system. The story is unique, the cinematography is brilliant, and the cast is awesome. Hannibal uh, for a TV show because it's a show that dives into the psychology behind the actions of serial killers. It doesn't sugarcoat anything, in fact it purposefully makes it difficult to watch because of the violence, but it never does it for no reason. Um, 
but it never does it for no reason. Everything is tied together. Right, okay. I think you just forgot a comma. Sorry. <laughs> um, details that occur in season one are paramount to events in the last season. Oh, that's really cool. Um, you have to pay attention. It's easy to miss the details. Hmm, interesting. Very good picks, Brayden. Right. Have you seen either? No, I have okay. not. You haven't seen Interstellar? Nope. Do you have an interest in watching that? Do you like space movies? I don't mind space movies. I feel like as a you know one aspiring cinematographer yeah if you will you would really enjoy it because the visuals he's not kidding are just it's yeah it's like it's definitely up there for one of my favorites of the last 10 years like it's it's a yeah it's a very well made um space movie uh on top of like just christopher nolan being amazing (laughs) at what christopher nolan does and that is making some mind-bending movies you know he finds his ways to connect things and yeah just ways you don't expect and that's awesome keeps you guessing keeps keeps you on your toes and i just yeah it looks beautiful okay like they you know they they visualize black holes in the movie oh, wow okay and and many other planets and different worlds and yeah oh, as a as an astronomy nut i'm it yeah it was a yeah gorgeous thing to watch. Um, Hannibal, I haven't seen either. Um, But I have heard it's quite good. Only ran for three seasons. Okay. So I think it got cancelled, which was a shame because uh, apparently, according to a lot of the fans online, it was brilliant. Okay. So it was Mads Mikkelsen playing Hannibal Lecter. Yep. From, you know, Silence of the Lambs Mm -hmm. and all of those films. They're based on the, the books, I believe. And, um... Yeah, and apparently he was quite good. It was like a younger, a younger Hannibal Lecter. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Apparently there was this. It was like an interesting. I don't know if it's like a cat and mouse kind of situation where like the you have Hannibal and then you have the like one of the detectives was who was trying to catch him or whatever, uh, okay. and it's kind of a thing between the two of them. Yeah. Um. And uh, but yeah, it's I, I don't. Know, it sounds like a really cool show, and I I think I should watch it at some point. Yeah. I just have never gotten around to it but very very cool pick brayden and i really like how you mentioned that um things from you know there's callbacks to from from like season three to season one like in a really in really cool ways i love it when writers do that that's cool especially in television that's one of the brilliant things about tv Mm. is when you can you can do something like that and it yeah and it pays off exactly it's (laughs) it's beautiful (laughs) thank you very much brayden thanks brayden our next response comes from Shannon Craven. Yeah, Shannon. Hello. And he says, Arrested Development, Community, and Breaking Bad for shows. Nice. And the MCU, Toy Story 3, and Her. Oh, good. Uh, not based on critical acclaim, but enjoyment, minus points to almost anything with Jonah Hill in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I prompted him to, you know, to... Tell me why, what's what's so wrong about Jonah Hill, but he never responded. <laughs> Enough said? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, I like Jonah Hill. Um, he all right. He's, yeah, yeah. He, he's all right. I like, I like that he's uh, kind of done some more dramatic roles. Mm. Like he can switch between the two quite easily. Because yeah. I, I feel like maybe his dramatic stuff might be better than his comedy. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't mind some of his comedy though, but yeah. Um, definitely watching him... In like the Netflix, there's a Netflix show that came out last year that was called Maniac, that I yeah. with Emma Stone. Yeah, that's right. It was very good, and yeah, I'd never seen him play a character like that before, and 
Yeah, and him in uh, Wolf of Wall Street, and then he was in Moneyball with Brad Pitt, and he, I think he got an Oscar nomination for that. Okay. So he's, yeah, he's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but apparently Shannon, not a fan. No. <laughs> um, Fulia, out of those, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Toy Story 3 is a definite that you've seen. Yes, I have. Is it's it... been a long time, though, so yeah. I don't remember too much. Yeah, I've only seen it once. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I watched it at the cinemas, because I think maybe because I was too traumatized <laughs> <laughs> by nearly watching them all die, and then just, you know, having... Spoilers, it's a 10-year-old movie. Um, almost 10-year-old movie. Um, seeing Andy give them all away. Yeah, that, that kind of broke me, too. It was very upsetting. <laughs> it was very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but a good movie, though. It is definitely a good movie. Yes. And obviously, he couldn't choose any of the MCU films, so he's just like, all of them. <laughs> I love it. Shannon, <laughs> 10 points from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, yes, that's because fair. only because I know that he's such a big Spider-Man fan. Oh, cool. And so, you know, and then, you know, tying it in with all the other um, MCU films. Yeah, he must have really enjoyed it that much. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple of TV shows I'm probably going to talk about there, but Arrested Development is... I've never seen. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's comedy. You know, you've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason Bateman. Um, yeah, I've... I Yeah, I haven't really watched... I've, I remember watching, like, random episodes when it was, like, late night on telly mm. years ago um, when I still lived with my parents um, and had free-to-air TV. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, apparently it's it's phenomenal. It's a, like one of the, a lot of people consider Arrested Development one of the best TV, like like one of the best sitcoms. Okay. Of the last, you know, yeah, recent memory, I guess. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's okay. very, very highly rated. But I yeah. think it. I don't know if you would like it because it's. Is I, it Parks and Rec type of comedy? No, I think it's even more abstract than that. Okay. So I don't know, but I feel mm. like you should give it a go though. I might. I might try it out because it's 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 definitely funny. Like, yeah. I remember watching it and laughing a lot, but okay, I, but. Not entirely getting the whole thing. I don't know. I think it's one you kind of have to really sit and stick with. Mm, but okay. a lot of people say it's very good. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. And her, oh, and her, I really want to watch. I still haven't watched it. What is her? So that's a Joaquin Phoenix uh, film. Yep. Um, he plays this guy uh, from... I'm basically going off what I think the synopsis is. He plays this guy who's kind of a, a loner, a bit of an outsider, a bit of a weirdo, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts talking to this AI who's voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Yep. And I think he develops feelings for the AI or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's something it's uh, yeah, I could be I could be wrong. Yeah. I I really need to watch it, but yeah, apparently it's a good film. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, her. Hmm, her. Her. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And next up we have the first of the JB Hi-Fi storeroom trinity. Because <laughs> all, all three of my storemen responded to this question. I love them for it. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with Adam Snell. Hey, Adam. Hey, Adam. And he says, how to train your dragon, the first one from 2010, so it counts, <laughs> and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay, how yes. to train your dragon. Yes, I have, still haven't watched it. It's so good. Yeah. I've still got to watch the last, the I most, think, two. I, I've only ever seen the first one. I haven't oh, seen okay. the last two. Okay. Um, the most recent one came out this year. It did. Um, so that's that's the third one. Um, but yeah, um, How to Train Your Dragon is just so cute and fun. And there's a lot of heart as well. 
and I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about it's it. It's definitely worth the watch, especially for Toothless. Ah! That dragon is adorable. Yes. <laughs> he? Yes, he. Good. I was going to say, he looks very adorable, but I didn't want to assume it's yeah. gender because it's 2019. No. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, maybe it's you could do that back in 2010, but <laughs> you definitely can't now. No. Um, uh, he is a Night Fury dragon. That's yes. the type of dragon, dragon that he is. is. That, yeah. I, that I knew. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Very cool. Yes. Yeah, I need to watch it. Um, and I'm going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm not going to. All right. I haven't seen Agents but of S.H.I.E.L.D. You would like it. Okay. <laughs> it's a very good show. All right. I will get into it shortly. Yes. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Our next response comes from um, Angelo Semberis. Close, basically. Okay. Yeah. Angelo Semberis. 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 Basically a silent T. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2010s was a killer decade for movies and TV shows. Interstellar, Get Out, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Django Unchained, Avengers movies. Yeah. 12 Years a Slave. Uh, as far as TV shows, we got introduced to heaps of Netflix originals such as Stranger Things, House of Cards, etc. Rick and Morty, Game of Thrones, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Favorite movie would have to be Interstellar, and favorite TV show by far would be uh, Peaky Blinders, hence my hairstyle choices. Yeah, he he uh, he um, cuts his hair or shaves his hair like the... Like like Killian Murphy in does in the show, like the same. <laughs> like I'll look up. I'll, if you everyone's got their phones in front of them because you're listening to our podcast probably on your phone. Open up your uh, Google and uh, search for Killian Murphy. That's with a C, not a not a uh, a K. And look at him in Peaky Blinders. Um, and then you will you will see the kind of haircut Angelo gets. It's literally. Oh wow! Okay, shaved all the way up and just like the top kind of yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see that's how mean. that's how Ange does his hair. Wow, he loves Peaky Blinders. Does it? Does it? He's does, it, does that hairstyle suit him? It does. Yeah, that's good. It does. It very much does suit Ange. Um, but yeah, he nah, he's obsessed with Peaky Blinders. He loves it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a show I have not seen, but I have heard is phenomenal. Okay, very popular show. Um, wow, and you gave us a huge list. Yes, you did. Um, Fulio, out of all of that, what have you seen? Uh, I've seen Wolf of Wall, St- Wolf of Wall Street. Which is very, very yeah. good. Um, you know, Avengers movies, obviously. Well, yes. <laughs> um, I haven't... I've seen Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick <laughs> and And I've still got to watch season four. <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix now. But yes, you- I know. Yes. Do you have your Netflix back? You do? Yeah, 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 I yeah, do. Yeah, I good, do. Okay. Yeah. Just check it. <laughs> Um, yeah, Game of Thrones, we've already spoken about. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Brooklyn. oh my god. Nine-Nine! Nine-Nine! <laughs> yeah, I've got things to say about that too. Yeah, it's it's such a good, like, Ugh. I think you introduced me to Brooklyn I Nine-Nine. I You're welcome. I'm, yes, very much <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic I, show. I love that show. Yeah. It is so much fun. Yeah. Um, what else did he mention? I think that's probably it by the look of it okay um yeah that i have seen have you seen most of those i've seen all of them you've seen all of them <laughs> except, okay. for, except for piggy blinders. except piggy blinders. it's literally the only thing you mentioned that i had i um yeah i haven't seen okay yeah yeah so interstellar fantastic film as i said get out one of the most uh original um horror films i've seen it all ever in mm-hmm. my life it's a brilliant movie um you may even be able to watch it because it's not really horror scary it's just unsettling ah okay it's a little off like off creepy like it's not really scary so i think you may be able to 
take it in. Okay. Maybe. I would, I'd be curious to right. see if you could, you could, it's not like a, it's not like a jump scare movie. But there's still lots of killing and blood. And... Um, oh, a little bit, but not much. Okay. No, it's all, it's, it's a psychological horror. Any horror is horror that I don't like. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wayne. If it's, if it's going to freak me out and it's going to give me nightmares, then no. Wayne at, at me and, uh, <laughs> And, and, and find, tell me if you think Fulia will be able to stand to get out, because I think she might. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, yes, fantastic. Yes. Uh, DiCaprio should have won the Oscar that year. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Except, except the fact that um, McConaughey was just that good in Dallas Buyers Club, so I can't really... Can't really, even though, yeah, it, just, it's just, it was just bad timing for yeah. DiCaprio. Uh, but fantastic movie nonetheless. Django Unchained, another great one. Tarantino. Um, killing it with that film. Avengers, well, I don't really need to say anything about that because no. <laughs> I will spend like 10 minutes on it later on. Uh, 12 Years a Slave is so hard to watch, but it's definitely a must-see film. Mm-hmm. Chock-a-block like, with uh, brilliant and intense performances from an outstanding cast. Okay. Led by Chiwetel Ejiofor, who deserves an Oscar already. Hollywood, get on it, give him one. Um, TV shows, yeah, and Stranger Things is one of the coolest shows that's definitely come out of the last 10 years. House of Cards is so good. I don't care what people think of Kevin Spacey just for the fact that he, if you can separate the art from the artist, then House of Cards is one of the best political dramas ever made. Ever, okay. Period. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and yeah, and yeah, uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rick and Morty is Rick, Rick and Morty. Morty. <laughs> I'm Pickle Rick. Uh, Let's get Swifty. Gotta get Swifty in here. <laughs> so good. Uh, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm gonna talk about that. Yeah. So yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant picks, Angelo. Thank you very Thanks, much, Angelo. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have the wonderful Romney Tate. Hey, Romney. And Romney says, "The Expanse. It's a good sci-fi show with intriguing plots. Gallivant was." Uh, <laughs> Galavant and was also, I think he is, means is and was, yeah. and he forgot the yeah, is. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Typos. <laughs> Galavant is and was also a great series. I agree. Uh, Movie-wise, I'm thinking Django Unchained, great cinematography, was reminiscent of Kubrick and Alcott. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. Very good answers, Romney. I need to ask him about more about The Expanse, because mm. I've, been, I've been seeing things about that pop up on Tumblr, yeah. and it's got me curious. Uh, I like a good sci-fi, so yes. might have to check it out. Um, Gallivant, Gallivant. I, I haven't seen, but I hear it was brilliant. It's a great comedy musical TV show. And it's medieval? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is a lot of fun. And it's got Timothy Amundsen in it, and he is brilliant. Uh, brilliant man. He plays. He in Supernatural? No. Yeah, he was. Yeah. At one stage, yes. Yes. Okay. He was uh, Kane. Okay. Yes, yes, in Supernatural. Yeah, right. But in Gallivant, he is the king. Oh. A very idiot king. Oh, okay. And so good. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Oh, I love Gallivant. Yeah. It is definitely a must-see. Yeah. Um, it's a really great series. Yeah. It only lasted one or two seasons? Yeah, and only a couple of seasons, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, um, didn't, they didn't get renewed. Didn't get the ratings, I nah. think it was, which is such a shame because it's from everyone I know, I know that watched it said it was fantastic. Yeah, and, you know... Such a shame. Tim, Timothy Amazon's always, you know, mentioning the, you know, cast from 
from the show and I think he's kept, you know, he's in contact with them still kept in and touch. kept in touch and, you know, catching up with them. And it's such a, it's such a brilliant show. It's nothing that you would have, you probably would have seen to yeah. be honest. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's okay. definitely worth the watch. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Django again. Yeah. Brilliant Tarantino film. Um, I need to rewatch it, but yeah, uh, DiCaprio is also in that and he's, he plays this, uh, just outrageous kind of old west style villain but mm. he's like he's pure evil yeah um pure evil um but brilliant and uh yeah jamie fox is Django, and yeah he does a fine job samuel jackson's in there as well and yeah i think kerry washington from memory i could be getting it wrong i'm pretty sure it's her um but yeah 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 good good stuff i don't know if you'd like it because it's very violent yeah so like i i'm like i've said in previous episodes and yeah. stuff i'm not a tarantino fan to no, be honest no 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 <laughs> that's fair he's not for everyone no definitely not for everyone um thank you romney thanks romney our next response comes from michael lister and he says the world's end would be one of my favorites for the decade i'm assuming that's pirates of the caribbean uh, uh or is no. that is that an actual the world's end is an actual movie as well yeah, yeah, keep reading the sentence and you'll right. find, you'll okay. find After, out. After, right, that makes sense. Um, all right, scratch what I said before. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you need a coffee for it? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, after Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, uh, The World's End ended being my favorite in the Cornetto trilogy. Nice. As soon as I, as soon as I get my hands on the DVD, I watch it three times in one day. Uh, main movie, then the multiple commentaries, and then all the special features. So yeah, loved it. Uh, unfortunately, no Friday the 13th or Elm Street this decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Mike. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, he didn't pick a TV show, though, but that is that is perfectly fine because he picked one hell of a film. Yes. Um, Not that I've seen it. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of the Cornetto Trilogy oh. films. That's why I was confused when he said the world's end. Then oh. I immediately thought Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, but I, oh, I thought you'd seen it because I said Conan trilogy earlier and you agreed. And I thought maybe that's just because you were like, well, you like it. So it must be good. Kind yeah. Of thing. Pretty much. Well, that's sweet of you. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. World's end. Um, I'm surprised. you've Okay. They're really funny films. Okay. Really funny. Um, maybe I show, maybe I don't show you Shaun of the Dead first just because of the zombie, yeah. um, which is great for me, but mm. maybe not so great for you. The hot, hot fuzz though, I think I will get you to watch okay. and see if you like it. All right. And then maybe World's End and then maybe Shaun of the Dead. See okay. how you go. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like that, that might be an easier way in for you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, plus you don't have to watch them in chronological order. I don't. Yep. Are don't they think. like their own movies? Yes. Yeah. They're, con- they're connected in the sense that it's basically like, well, they're all Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm. Like, and then some of the cast, uh, reappear throughout, like the yep. re- recurring cast. Um, but yeah, it's just basically a theme of like, uh, you know, Cornetto is in every single one. Oh, that's up. that's why they call it. It's a loose little trip. connection, right? But okay. that's that's just kind of where it comes from. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, Edgar Wright wrote and directed them all. So, okay. Uh, I believe he wrote them all. Maybe cool. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost co-wrote. I am not sure. <laughs> Please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But they're very very funny. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I know Simon Pegg's definitely hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. And him, yeah, yeah, him and Nick Frost together are just (laughs) match made in comedic heaven for me, especially British humor. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I absolutely adore him. And yeah, World's End was, yeah, very good. I I feel like it it might be my least favorite out of the three, but that's only by like the tiniest of margins. Okay. And that's because I think I have such a, I have a really like soft spot for Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yep. Um, cause I watched them when I was a teenager, <laughs> so they kind of mean a lot to me in that sense. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. But yeah, good, good pick, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Very much. Ooh. And now before we get into our responses, we have one heck of a list from the wonderful Wayne Stellini. Hey, Wayne. Oh, what an epic goodness. response. What an epic response. Shall we just, <laughs> I'm going to start... And then after I read the first film, do you want to take turns? All right, let's Just because he's got so much. Yes, yes, let's, let's do it. Let's share it. Okay, right. cool. Here we go. So Wayne says, as if I could pick just one film and TV series. <laughs> Some film highlights of the decade include Black Swan from 2010, although I like to call it 2011 because it came out in 2011 in Australia. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's, <laughs> my, that's my little technicality. Um a skillful and intense look at mental health with Natalie Portman delivering a stunning performance. Here, here. Yes. Here, here. Uh, next film, Fulia? Uh, Shame in 2011. A film about sex addiction that was so beautifully made that it could have really been about any sort of addiction. I need to watch that. Mm. Um, it sounds intense. Yeah. It's Michael Fassbender um, yeah. and Carrie Mulligan. Oh, okay. And apparently Fassbender is, um, you see, you see him full frontal ladies, uh, in the <laughs> film. Um, if, if that draws you in, I don't know. It may, he's a very stunning man. Um, but yeah, I have heard very good things about the movie. So it's the same director who did, uh, 12 years a slave. Oh, okay. Steve, Steve yep, McQueen yep. is his name. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, next film Wayne ch- chooses is Gravity from 2013. Although not without some flaws in the screenplay, watching this on the big screen was an amazing experience. It was literally on the edge of my seat, feeling the need to hold on to something. Yeah, it definitely gives you that vibe. I remember having to close my eyes at certain points because I get motion sickness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of there's a couple of scenes where Sandra Bullock's character is kind of floating out of control, spinning out of control either you know attached to something or just by herself floating in yeah. space and it's just can be a bit much for me okay. but but it was really yeah it was really nice on the big screen i definitely enjoyed it on the big screen and i haven't actually rewatched it since because it's a bit it's very harrowing because hmm. you don't know i mean you know she's gonna survive i think but at the same time it's very intense uh, yeah okay. i'm guessing you haven't no seen i've it. never seen it yeah it looks beautiful so again mm. i say as a cinematographer yeah you'd probably dig it but uh, from that standpoint, but for me, yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, you're not wrong about the the writing. Um, some of the dialogue's a bit weird, but um, <laughs> but yeah, looks stunning. Yeah, it won, I'm pretty sure it won best picture. Okay. So, or at least best. I know it got best director for Alfonso Cuarón, uh, who directed uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Ah, cool. Yeah, there's your little connection. Hmm. Awesome. What's next? All right. So his next film is Whiplash from 2014. Oh, what a choice. Yes. Uh, while this went a little over the top sometimes, especially in the third <laughs> act. Yeah, true. There's no denying that J.K. Simmons the uh, is everything in this film. Yeah. Um, he definitely is everything. 
not my temper. <laughs> For those who have seen the movie, they will get that reference. Um, yeah, fuck. It's so good. Like, it's just... It's J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller being at the pinnacle of their careers in yeah. this film, giving the best performances of their, of their careers as well, and you're just so engaged and... Oh, J.K. Simmons, he's such an asshole in this, <laughs> but like in a good way that you just want to keep watching. Okay. Like he, yeah, because you play. It's. Do you know what it's about? No. Okay, so it's um, Miles Teller's character is a a, a jazz drummer. Okay. And he, you know, gets into this uh, very prestigious school or academy, and J.K. Simmons is uh, the jazz teacher at this school, uh, or slash conductor, and he writes his own. I think he writes his own jazz pieces and because I'm, I'm pretty sure that the piece whiplash that there's a piece of music in the film called whiplash yeah that um where the you know obviously the movie gets its title from um but yeah so it's basically about miles teller trying to get the number one spot in the jazz band yeah and he has to work his way there and jk simmons puts him through the ringer wow in okay. this uh in this movie and <laughs> but it's 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 wow. It's intense. Yeah. But it's really really good. <laughs> really really good. And yeah, J.K. Simmons won an Oscar for that. Um, it was directed by um, what's his face that did La La Land? Uh, I've got his name on the tip of my tongue. Oh, <laughs> uh, Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, who who won won all of the acclaim ever for La La Land, did Whiplash uh, two years before this. Okay. Before, before that. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Hmm. Cool. Next film from Wayne is Birdman. Yeah. Also from 2014. Uh, an absolute perfection for so many reasons, beginning with Michael Keaton and Ed Norton, a surprising and engaging gem. I really need to rewatch this. <laughs> I remember really liking it at the cinema when, okay. I, when I saw it. Very um, abstract kind of film where, like, he's... Uh, Michael Keaton's repri... I think he's reprising... Birdman is a character he played... On either TV or in film, and it, it's ends up yeah he ends up kind of being able to unable to get out of the the way of that role yeah that it ends up kind of taking taking him over okay by the end of the film yeah where while he's trying to stage a comeback on Broadway and Emma Stone's playing his daughter that doesn't get along with him and she's brilliant in it and yeah it's just a really good movie um yeah oh, that's cool very good film Birdman hmm. definitely worth. Checking out. Uh, his next film is Nightcrawler from 2014. Um, he says, Jake Gyllenhaal in one of the greatest performances of his career in this compelling look at guerrilla journalism. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't seen Nightcrawler. No, neither have I. Uh, I really want to, especially after uh, my brother Jordan and I were talking about films over Christmas and um, he mentioned this one. Yeah, apparently Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he... He's a crime scene photographer, ah. but not for the police. Okay. He does it for like, like journalism or, yeah. or f- freelancing or whatever, but he goes to crime scenes and, okay. and takes photos. Interesting. And then it kind of sp- spirals out from there, apparently, and the lines between what's right and what's wrong kind of yeah. blur and things get a bit weird. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I, by all accounts, I've heard it's a brilliant movie, so I can't wait to check it out one day. Cool. Next film, he says, is The Martian 
Uh, from 2015, a clever concept executed incredibly well. Absolutely love Matt Damon in this. Yes, yes, this is one of my favorites of the decade. <laughs> for sure. Another space movie. God, I love them. Um, and this is just brilliant from start to finish. One of the best Hollywood casts you'll get. Uh, Matt Damon, Jessica Chastain, Jeff Daniels, Sebastian Stan, um, Kate Mara. Like, so many incredibly talented actors make up this movie. I'm probably forgetting one or two. Kristen Wiggs in it, I think, as well. Um, but, yeah, it's awesome. Like, you know, Matt Damon gets stranded on Mars. Yeah. And it's basically just about him trying to survive long enough. Yeah, okay. So someone, so the crew can actually come and rescue him. Or, yes. Or, or someone from Earth can come and rescue him. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's really, really well done. And it's very convincing, like, you know, what how they made Mars look. Uh, on film on the big screen was yeah that would have been interesting to see behind the scenes for yeah I would like to watch behind the scenes for that yeah yeah it was very very well done and the visual effects are, are stunning as well and uh, especially with yeah it gets it gets really dramatic towards the end too of course with the rescue but yeah 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 I love I love the Martian I I've I've seen it like two or three times I really yeah really enjoy it mm. uh, yes so the next film Wayne has on his list is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from this year ooh uh, Tarantino in fine form with a stellar performance from Margot Robbie a difficult subject whose approach shouldn't have worked but did and then some yes yes this was a little bit of a divisive movie I think this year but I think overall um people very much enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it for what it was I I think I need to re-watch it now that I know what I'm in for because it had I had such high expectations for it because it was like you know Tarantino's first film yeah in so many well not so many years but like a few years and um yeah and because he was you know doing something based on real events and set in Hollywood in the 60s and you know we love nostalgia and you know Focusing on the Manson family as yeah. well. True, everyone loves true crime and all that mm. stuff. So it was there was just so much to love and to look forward to. Um, and it it's visually stunning and the soundtrack is awesome. Like he actually used actual like radio transmissions from the sixties and played them in the film. Yeah. Like broadcasts and with like even with the ads and everything. Um, and yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. As well as Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's amazing playing Sharon Tate, um, the actress who was sadly sadly murdered um, in 1969 by the Manson family. But um, the movie does not uh, exploit that or exploit her in any way. Um, okay. It's, it's very well done. Um, yeah, I, I definitely really enjoyed it, especially mostly just for Brad and Leo. Their performances I really enjoyed. Oh, that's good. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Cool. Definitely a good movie. And his last film on his epic list, before we move into TV, Mm. uh, is Joker from this year, uh, of course. I have spoken a lot about this film, so I'll summarize by saying it is a masterful work of art that throws back to an era when American filmmaking was at its very best. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. It's a very nice way to put it. It feels like an old school Scorsese film. Cool. Um. Yeah, a lot of people thought this was going to be directed or produced by Scorsese. I don't think it was either. Because okay. um, Todd Phillips directed it, who's, you know, most known for doing comedy. Yeah. Like The Hangover and Old School. And, um, and yeah, he nailed this movie. And yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is just 
perfection <laughs> as the Joker. I've obviously spoken about this as well a lot because I, this was easily one of my favorite films of the year, one of the best movies of the year, far and away. Uh, just outstanding, absolutely outstanding, and yeah. a brilliant comic book movie. Even it's not based on anything, but it's you know based on a comic book character that mm. we all we all know and love, and they do a beautiful job of um, representing him. That's good. Yeah, it's very well made. Awesome. Thank you, Wayne, for your movie picks. Now, what else does he have to say for you? Okay, so now we're heading into the TV shows. Yep. The television shows I have enjoyed the most this decade have included Stranger Things. Goes far beyond the nostalgia gimmick to deliver an ongoing, intricate, and scary story. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's brilliant. Yes. Definitely... It pulls you in with the nostalgia. 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 It's going to sound weird now. Um, yeah, it gets you with the nostalgia and you, you stay for the the amazing storytelling and, and uh, yeah, just how cool it is. Like, it's, yeah, the way it mixes supernatural and horror and, and 80s just yeah. adventure. Like, it's just, yeah, it's very well done. Very, very good uh, TV show and... I'm very thankful for it. It's definitely <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, the next show, Wayne says, Breaking Bad, uh, in brackets, ended in 2013, so this counts, right? <laughs> um, so well written and performed, I watched a good guy turn bad without realizing it. This is very true. Mm. Very, very true. Uh, yeah, absolutely phenomenal TV show um, that I'll probably, I might say a bit more about it yep. later, so we'll, we'll move on. All right, so his pick. next show pick is Better Call Saul. So Not segue. Segwaying into From Breaking Bad. Uh, with such a lovable protagonist, this did what seemed impossible, match the sheer joy of watching our protagonist go through hell and water, just as we did with his predecessor. Yes. Yes, and I will know more about it once I watch it. <laughs> but it's nice to see it mentioned again. Very good. Cool. Uh, next one Wayne mentions is American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, an incredibly produced dramatization of an event I remember quite vividly. Hmm. Yeah, this is almost one of my picks for sure. Holy yeah. crap. Um, made by Ryan Murphy, um, who is... Uh, before that was most known for doing Glee and uh, American Horror Story. Um, Yeah, he basically, in a limited series format, I can't remember how many episodes it was, maybe 10, uh, 8 or 10, around that number, um, retold the story of O.J. Simpson, uh, you know, and the, you know, him being on trial for, you know, killing his wife and the wife's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. ex-wife, I should say, sorry. Um, And just how brilliant it is and how wonderful it is in the cast and freaking Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ and he is so good. Um, David Schwimmer's in it. Oh, cool. He, um, I've forgotten the, I've forgotten the first name of the character. I think it might be David. I don't don't think it's David. No, it's something else. Um, But he's, he's a Mr. Kardashian as in the Kardashian's dad. Oh! Uh, yes. Wow. Uh, so he's a lawyer. Um, that's basically I think that's basically where their money came from. He's a very successful lawyer. Um, and you actually do see the Kardashian girls in the show. Robert. Robert, thank you very much. Robert Kardashian. Yeah, so you actually see the Kardashian girls in the show when they were kids. So Kim, Chloe, and um, 
Ah, interesting. Uh, I for Courtney. Courtney. I see. I don't watch it, so I don't need to know their names. Um, yeah. But yeah, there you see them in in the show, and um, yeah. But it's not really about that. It's just the way, the way they portray like the whole thing, the whole event that was that mess, and freaking Sarah Paulson uh, as Marsha Clark, the defense attorney. Uh, and Sterling K. Brown, who who also um, played... I forget his name, but he played the other attorney that, um, you know, were on the defense. Um, they were brilliant, and they were my favorite thing in that whole show. Okay, that's cool. Those two actors were just so good. It was the first time I'd seen Sterling K. Brown in anything, and I I have to say he's one of the best actors uh, to come out of the last 10 years easily. As is Sarah Paulson, for that matter, because I didn't really know who she was until I started watching American Horror Story and then seeing her in this... Um, Wayne, next time I see you, I'm going to ask you if you've seen the technically season two of American Crime Story, which is the assassination of Gianni Versace, which is, uh, almost as good. It's not, I mean, the People vs. OJ was like, whoa, intense and awesome. And I'd probably give that like a nine out of 10, nine and a half out of 10. I'd probably give Versace a, an eight and a half out of 10. Like it's. Uh, so each season is becoming. It's an anthology. Anthology okay. series. All right. So they, I think they're working on a season three, but I, but I don't know what it's focusing on. But yeah, so each season, season it's like American Horror Story. For each season focuses on a different theme yeah. or story. Same actors, different characters. Whereas this one is, it's just, it's just different true crime. Okay. Uh, yeah, dramatizations. It's, cool. It's brilliantly done. Interesting. Uh, All right, so his next uh, show that he's picked is yes. Years and Years. Yes. A dystopian sci-fi that spans 15 years from 2019. Uh, a remarkable and terrifying social commentary that goes for six episodes across a single season. Kendall, get on this one if you haven't already. <laughs> yeah, I haven't already. Uh, I have not had time to check this out. Um this is a Russell T Davies created show yeah and um, he's pretty renowned of course and yeah Emma Thompson is playing the prime minister if I'm not mistaken oh uh, yeah or prime minister elect or something like she's politician um, yeah and it looked really the trailer didn't grab me because we, we watched the trailer because we were gonna do it in trailer park one time and then decided not to because we didn't really get it. Ah, oh, okay. Or didn't like it or something. Right, right. Or we couldn't find anything to say yep. about it, maybe. But um, but if Wayne's given a good review and is also recommending I see it, then maybe it's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so I might check that out. Thank you very much, Wayne. Uh, he then goes on to mention The Crown. Yes! Oh, <laughs> so good. A beautifully produced series that is exquisite in every way. Yes, I yes. think if you look up the word exquisite in the dictionary, you will find a picture of Claire Foy and Olivia Colman as Queen Elizabeth. Oh, uh, such a good series. It's just brilliant. Oh, man. Just learning about what the royals are actually like behind the scenes, what they actually go through and how they live, and all the things that are happening in their lives, you know behind closed doors and it's just it is so fascinating it is very fascinating and the way those like their lives uh like are interspersed with the real life events that we know they were involved yeah or were affected by and all of that um so it's it's kind of a mix of nostalgia and just you know everyone has a fascinate a huge fascination with the royal family yeah they do especially the obviously you know the the british royal family um, and yeah, it's just a 
tremendous program. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely tremendous. If you haven't watched it, you need to get on it. Definitely. Absolutely. Jump on it if you're yeah. on Netflix already. Yeah, yeah. Definitely worth it. Yes. It's one of the best shows on Netflix. His next, his next TV show is Big Little Lies. Oh, yes. David E. Kelly adapted this. This is all you need to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he, he made a lot of big shows back in the 90s and early 2000s, and he's been kind of prolific in television ever since. So this is the show with Reese Witherspoon, yes. Nicole Kidman, yes. and... Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz, Laura Dern. Um, yeah. 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 Awesome show. Okay. Absolutely awesome show. Um, season two, not as good as season one, but still pretty good because they had Meryl Streep and she's amazing. <laughs> but season one, it's only six episodes, but it's whew, yeah. brilliant. Is it a drama? Yes. Full okay. on drama. Like it's, you know, all of these women, they live in, um, in Monterey and, and Carmel by the sea, uh, two towns that I visited when I was in the States. <laughs> so I got to be, pretend like I was in Big Little Lies for, for a day, um, driving through that town, those towns are absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. like, it's literally like the great ocean road. Oh wow. Like that's if, amazing. Like you met, you pitch a lawn and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of those beautiful towns. That's what Monterey and Carmel that's are awesome. like. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous <laughs> places. But yeah. Um, so it's focuses on all these different women and they're all connected because all their kids go to the same school and so that's how they kind of all know each other yeah yeah but then within all their own lives they have all these you know little secrets and infidelities and you know things that they don't want to get out like you know affairs yeah and abuse and um yeah some pretty heavy stuff as well in there but it's it's exceptional television um yeah, all, dire- all directed by um, Jean-Marc Vallée, who uh, directed uh, Dallas Buyers Club. Okay. Um, beautiful movie as well. But um, yeah, Big Little Lies is 100% worth watching. It's Awesome. It's very wonderfully made. Might have to put that on my list. Oh, you should. Yeah, it's yeah, phenomenal. And the performances, <laughs> I cannot say anything, yeah. anything else. They're perfect. Thank you for that response. We're up to the last one now mm-hmm. on Wayne's epic list. Whew. <laughs> Getting very tired. <laughs> but that's okay because we're talking about lots of cool shit. Yes. So this is, this is good. Um, the Handmaid's Tale is Wayne's final pick. Um, by far the best TV series of the decade. Elizabeth Moss and her team are remarkable in this disturbing cautionary tale. Hmm. Definitely a cautionary tale, if there ever was one. <laughs> this is a dystopian uh, series that kind of touches on a lot of contemporary issues. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, the whole Me Too and Time's Up uh, movement. Okay. Uh, and just, you know, the way certain politicians view certain people. And yeah, it's scary. Okay. It, it, it yeah it's intense and but it's it's awesome like I, I I'm running out of words for all these shows because every single show Wayne's picked is just fantastic <laughs> um but it is it's brilliant The Handmaid's Tale is just it's gripping um drama um and Elizabeth Moss is is so good she's <laughs> such a good actress I had no idea watching her in um the, the movie I really like called Girl Interrupted uh, Elizabeth Moss has a small part in that. And I had no idea watching her in that film that she would turn up 
turn out to be like one of the stars of Mad Men, which a lot of people mm. say is another fantastic show. And then she's now the lead in this, and she's kicking ass. Awesome. She's just mesmerizing. <laughs> the whole cast is just yes. Yeah, it's it's great. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, and Wayne finishes by saying, "I'm sure there is plenty of titles that I've missed, but it's been a terrific decade for film and TV. It yeah. really has. Here, here, Wayne. It sure has. It definitely has been. Like, has. thank you everybody for your responses. That some of the like some of these are like a lot of these I haven't seen. Some of these I have and I love. Um, and I'm really, you know, it's it's really nice to see a, a broad variety of different shows and movies that everybody's yeah. loved throughout the ten years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a there was a few crossovers of the same. Yeah, but for the most part, a lot of people had different different things to mention. Yes, which we like to see. Very good. Yes. Thank uh, you, everyone. Um, Fulia. Yes. Would you like to do the honors, please, and walk us through your favorites of the last yes. ten years? Now, like Wayne, uh, we don't really have single favorites we have multiple yeah <laughs> yeah we can't choose no to save our lives so <laughs> strap in all right so i'm gonna start with my movies and i'm gonna say inception i have watched that movie so many times like the first couple of times i watched it i was confused <laughs> very yeah. confused yeah I, I need to i need to rewatch it yeah and after watching it a couple more times i was i i understood what was going on and the more i watched it the more i loved it i just the the characters the the story was just really fascinating for me you know a dream within a dream within a dream yeah and it's, it's just yeah um I, I i loved it so much i ended up getting the replica um totems that they have in the movies oh cool um which now my my loaded red die is missing but i so which means i have to replace it uh. but the rest of them i have and the the I don't know what it is about that movie. It just really intrigues me so much that I love it. It's and it's a drama. Yeah. It's an action drama, and it's it's really good. And DiCaprio is just amazing. Yeah. Well, in that film, he's amazing. In yeah. Film. Oh, of course. Um, an animated film I will mention is Inside Out. Um, it's a it's a movie by Disney Pixar. Yes. yes. And um. It's it's definitely a movie that's very different to you know all the other Disney Pixar films that you've probably seen in the in the past because it delves into the emotions of a young child. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so great to see something different like that in an animation form, and it's lovely because it's it's showing kids that you know everybody has these feelings, even the parents, even the parents yeah. exactly, and it's normal. Yeah. And it's, you know, as you're growing up, these feelings change for certain different things. And it's, it's just nice to have it put into a film where everybody in the family will understand. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's so brilliant about Disney and Pixar yeah, films. For that definitely. Matter. You know, they're films that the whole family can appreciate. And they're not... I love the way that they always just nail the... You know, they don't dumb anything down for no, kids. No, no. They always... You know, they, they don't, and they don't kind of like kitty it up for adults. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's a balance. It's, there's a, they find the balance yeah. in the force <laughs> um, and it's just phenomenal. Yes, it definitely I, is. I love the way, I don't know why any other studio has, every other stu- animation studio can't seem to do it yeah. as well. Uh, DreamWorks is kind of close. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, Disney and Pixar, man, they just. They nail it every absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And Inside Out is a beautiful film yeah it definitely is it's definitely worth the watch 
Um, I'm also going to pick my favorite MCU title of the 10 years, and yes. that's Thor Ragnarok. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I bet it's Thor. <laughs> yes. It's just so much entertainment and action in one film, and I love it so much. Yeah. It's, you know, what more could you ask for in a superhero film? Really? <laughs> It's it's perfect. And Jeff Goldblum, like, honestly. <laughs> it's probably one of the best things about the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you're, you're welcome. You're and, welcome. Uh, it's a tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, have been, you have been pardoned for life. For... <laughs> no, don't, don't use that word. What, mainframe? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the prisoners with jobs have armed themselves. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Stuff. Yes, I absolutely love Thor Ragnarok. I yeah. think uh, out of all the MCU films that I have watched, that's been the most entertaining and the most fun for me. Oh, good. I'm I glad. Absolutely loved it. And that's I've good. watched it multiple, multiple times. Oh, yeah. I've, I've probably watched it like 10, 12 times yeah. by now. I, it's, yeah. yeah, it's great. It's not something you can get sick of, honestly. Never. It is so good. It's so easy easy to rewatch, yeah. for sure. Um, and to round off my movies, I'm picking an anime. And that's from this year, Weathering With You. Yeah, yeah. good I choice. I absolutely adored that film. I've never been able to go out and see anime films uh, on screen um, before. And this time I thought, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna just bite the bullet and do it. Um, even though they're, you know, subtitled and sometimes seeing a subtitled film in... Um, in the cinema is can be a bit difficult because you have to keep up with it all and you can't pause and rewind to go back to what it was no, saying. No, you have to make sure you read everything. Yeah, um, there were times where I had missed a couple of sentences, but it overall I still made sense of it. Like I knew what was going on, and it's just such a beautiful, beautiful film. And, and the the cinematography in an anime is brilliant. It is oh my goodness, it is worth watching if you're an anime nice. fan. Definitely yeah. worth watching. It's from the same creators of uh, Your Name. I thought so. I was just going to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Your yeah. Name. Yeah, yeah. so Your Name that. was a good one too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard very good things about that. So yeah. I'll, I'll have to check out Weathering With Weathering With You is beautiful. Nice. Um, going into my uh, favorite TV shows, um, I'm going to start off with Downton Abbey. Hey. Um, I only got into that as it was finishing its run. Okay. So I think... When it was in its last season, I managed to... 2015, 16? Yeah, like so I started watching it after the last se- the last season had finished. Yeah. And they were all up on, I think it was Netflix. So when I first yeah, got Netflix... Yeah, it was Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah, so yeah. when I first got Netflix, the, the series, the complete series was up there. And I, you know, decided to sit down and watch it. And it's such a brilliant, brilliant drama series. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah, and it's so good. And then I went and saw the movie with Wayne and it was, you know, it, it was just, it was nice to round it all off. And yeah. um, it's definitely, like, if you like British drama, this has it. <laughs> And yeah. there's obviously some humor in it as well to break up I'm sure. to break up the drama that happens. Yes. Um, it's but it's a lot of fun. It's very entertaining. You know, freaking just servants and British upper class sort of trying to meld together, and it's it's so entertaining. It's really good. Nice. Um, keeping with the British theme of series, uh, The Crown. We've already spoken about yes, that. Yeah. Brilliant show. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, I'm also going to mention The Good Place. Yeah. Like, holy crap. 
So good. Such a great sitcom. Oh, I, I just, I cannot get enough of it. I'm going to be very sad when it ends. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, and, but, you know, it's definitely a show that I can go back and watch all mm. over again. Oh, yeah. Because the characters are so, um, you know, they're brilliant characters. They're so likable. Yes. And relatable. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes I feel like I want to be one of those demons and just, you know, torture people. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but then but then I'm like, but I'm not I'm not a dick. Like no. Sean like Sean is. No. <laughs> no, you're not like you're not as bad as Sean. No. That's very funny. <laughs> I love Sean I love Sean's one liners, like when he when he greets everybody. What up what up, ding nuts? <laughs> <laughs> He's got some pretty good lines. Oh, so good. Mark yeah. Evan Jackson is amazing. Isn't he wonderful? <laughs> I love that man. <laughs> yeah. I love I love his voice. Yes. He's his hilariously monotone voice. Like just yeah. So good. He's great. And then when you listen to the podcast, yeah. he's just so he's he sounds so lovable and likable. Yeah. Yeah. So he he does a yeah, there's a good place podcast that he's the host of. Yes, so he always opens up this is the good place, the podcast. My name is Mark Evan Jackson. I play Sean. <laughs> Please, Sean. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, another series I'm going to mention is an anime series. So, of course, I'm not going to go without mentioning this. Uh, Assassination Classroom. Oh, yeah. A very good and insightful anime. Um, and I think this was one of my first animes that I watched when I first signed up for Anime Lab. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, it's it's a very interesting series. So it's about an alien that's, you know, um, destroyed half of the moon and lands at this particular school in Japan and ends up saying to the government, I'm going to teach these misfits because there's a particular class where they're very lower sort of um, lower class students or students that aren't as smart as most of the other students in this school. Mm-hmm. And so they've been put into a, into like a different campus. Yeah. It's like up in up a mountain somewhere. Right. And so um, what, so he comes down and he tells the government, I'm going to teach these kids, um, you know, what they need to know to get into college or uni or whatever it was. And, and you have until this day before I destroy the moon. <laughs> so you have to find a way to kill me. Hence, assassination classroom. Okay. And at the same time, not only is he teaching these students, um, you know, basic, um, you know, stuff that you, you, you would normally teach at school, like maths, English, and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's also teaching them ways to assassinate him. That's so weird. I, it's a very weird show, but it's a lot of fun. Okay. And there are also a lot of meaningful things that come out of it. Right. Um, and that's what I love about that show. Cool. It's only, it's only, it only had a two season run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also made the live action version of it. Oh, wow. Which was really interesting <laughs> to see. Um, especially since, you know, the, the main character, this alien, his name is Koro Sensei. Um, who, you know, meaning, Sensei meaning teacher and Koro meaning death. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's the death teacher. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, 
so when they went to do Koro Sensei in live action, um, he was he was CGI. Yeah, and it was very obvious. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but you know, it's it's hard to put a character like that into you know reality. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> but it was really interesting on how they did it. Yeah. Um, and finally, to round off my favorite shows, uh, the one Chicago series. So Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med. Those three drama series, I have loved and I still do to this day. Oh, cool. Since it started. And it started, 2014? I think, 20, yeah, I think 2014 13, with, with Fire. Fire. Yeah. Then the next season was um, PD started. Yeah. Then the next season after that, Med started. Yeah. So they sort of followed each other up. Yes. Um, one season apart. And it's such an amazing drama series. It's kind of like the Arrowverse where they interconnect because they're all in the same city. Yeah. They're all in Chicago and they're all their own particular emergency department. So one's the hospital, one's the police, and the other one is, you know, the fire brigade. Yeah. Fire brigade. And in in Chicago Fire, there's humor in it, so it lightens up some of that drama yeah and it's wonderful okay in pd it's full seriousness oh, wow. it's very like a lot of action and drama happens mm-hmm. um there are bits here and there where there is a little bit of humor you know humor relief mm-hmm. um but most of the time it's just go 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 okay and chicago med um is very kind of like kind of like house but without the sarcasm yeah and um it's um there's a there is a lot of medical drama um and especially between all the doctors yeah and yeah. some of the nurses that mm-hmm. work there and also the management department where you know the people that are there for the um the funding of the hospital trying to get money from people and yeah. there's a lot of like legal things that happen as well and yeah it's it's just it's an amazing amazing universe to be able to watch and nice it just it also gets you to think about actual reality because yeah. these things could actually happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's just really um, interesting to see, and I love it. I just can't get enough of it. Like, oh, good! It is so good. Nice. <laughs> That's good. They're my picks. They're your picks. They're my picks. Very good picks. Yes, I like them a lot. How about you, Kendall? How about me? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my list is going to be pretty epic, um, of course. But, um, God, do I start with film or two? All right, I'll start with film because I don't have many to mention because uh, I'm, I may be doing an upcoming episode of Collectible Chaos that kind of covers this topic. So I won't spoil too much. No. Uh, but it goes without saying, of course. Um, I mean, I, I find it so hard to pick favorite Marvel movies. But, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we talked about Ragnarok before yeah. and how much... You love that. I also love it, uh, of of course. And it's just one of the best, for me, Marvel films out of the whole lot. Like, it's probably my my number two or three. Like, it's around that mark. Mm. If I had to rank it, I'm fairly certain it's around there. Uh, out of out of all the twenty three films, like yeah. yeah, it's just it's just so much fun. Visually gorgeous. I love the aesthetics of it. Um, the visual style Taika Waititi uses yeah. is just awesome engaging and fun 
and the humor is my favorite thing though just the the the, the humor that is injected into it yeah it's Ugh. so good it's just brilliant i mean yes there are times when it it seems a bit strange because you know if you if you marathon the thor films and you go from uh you know the dark thor thor the dark world then to ragnarok the tone is a big change oh yeah definitely um but you know if you can suspend that disbelief for a bit um then uh yeah then it's something you can absolutely enjoy mm. uh and immigrant song by led zeppelin <laughs> of course you know <laughs> and my boy tom hiddleston yes uh yes so good um yeah then i guess we're going to talk about captain america civil war uh my favorite captain america film yes probably my four or fifth uh top rank uh, mcu film um, yeah, I still love this. It's been, it's been three years, three and a half years since it came out and I, I'm still losing my mind over it. Um, just the airport battle, man. That's just <laughs> how, I, how I summarize my feelings on that film is that airport yeah. battle. Watching that, I still clear, clear as day. I remember what watching it in the cinema and how I felt and how I was reacting and that's yeah, awesome. It was, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was, yeah, it's phenomenal. I abso- yeah. absolutely adore that movie uh, through and through. Um, basically because it's an Avengers film, but, you know. Um, <laughs> speaking of Avengers, yeah, the first Avengers is probably still my favorite Marvel film. Maybe Avengers Endgame, which I'll talk about in a sec. Maybe my number one. But it's, you know, yeah. The first time all our heroes teamed up and... And met each other, and we'd never seen this before. No, oh my goodness, that so, was that was epic. It was very epic, very groundbreaking. Um, you know, just just that first scene where you see Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America fight each other because that you know, Thor doesn't know what's going on, Iron Man doesn't know what Thor's about. Yeah, and and Cap's just like, let's just settle this, like gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thor's like, no, <laughs> not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Um, also, doth mother know you weareth her drapes? <laughs> Along with, uh, that man is playing Gallagher. Thought we would notice, but we did. <laughs> um, two of my favourite Tony Stark quotes to this day still are. Absolutely adore it. <laughs> yeah, brilliant film. And yeah, Tom Middleston's turn as a more villainous Loki. Yeah. I really, really like. One of the best villain portrayals, just that character, the last ten years. Yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. And I also kind of want to give a small honourable mention to the first Thor film just for introducing me to Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and bringing him into my life. So thank you to Kenneth Branagh yeah. um, and Marvel for Kevin Feige. Uh, all hail. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, and then Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, of course, I would be very remiss if I didn't mention yeah. them. Just the the culmination, the the build up, the payoff, like literally the dictionary definition of payoff, definitely, uh, and fan service, which I adore, like good fan service, <laughs> not cheesy fan service. You know, Infinity War was beautiful to see. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange interact with Iron Man, which we were, you know, and we got a brief moment of him with Loki, and hopefully we get more of that with all these Disney Plus shows coming down the track. Yeah. Um, but the Guardians of the Galaxy meeting the Avengers for the first time was stunning and funny. Very funny. I love the humor. Absolutely adore <laughs> the humor. The humor. And then that movie, of course, Infinity War was heartbreaking at the same time. As heartbreaking as it was funny. Yeah. Uh, just for A, well, Loki getting killed, which really 
pissed me off. Sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> and uh, Wayne, maybe don't listen to this. Um, and and uh, yeah, and certain other other characters. Yeah. Uh, oh God, uh. I don't want to go. Um, still, <laughs> still makes me cry. And in Endgame, what an epic show. Yeah. What an epic finish. The time travel. The just, just the ah, uh, just Captain America and Mjolnir. Just yep. It's all I ever wanted in life. That's probably my favorite. That's my favorite moment a, in that movie. It is. Yeah. Yeah, for me it is. Like I know I talked when I talked about Collectible Chaos with uh, my Endgame moments. Yeah. I put Tony Stark at number one. I think if I had to redo it, I'd probably move Cap holding the only to number one. Yeah. Was, <laughs> everything from just the way he grabbed it to Thor's "I knew it" to it's just it, seeing it was, him it, use it. It and, was amazing to be able to watch that in the cinema with all the nerds that love the MCU. And as soon as that moment came up, just everybody cheering. The cheering. The cheering that from experience the crowd. is the best. That was yeah. That's <laughs> that moment's probably probably the best moment I've ever had in a cinema mm. is watching watching that happen. And and in the portal scene where everyone comes through. Yeah, that too. Holy crap. Yeah. Just that whole final act of that film. And then, you know, I just cry forever um, <laughs> because I love you 3000. Yes. <gasps> Good stuff. <laughs> um, moving out of Marvel now, there are two movies I want to mention um, that I adore. Uh, one that Wayne mentioned earlier called Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, Natalie Portman's one of my favorite actresses for a reason. And this is <laughs> this is her movie. And it's, yeah, it, like Wayne said, it's a very beautiful and dark and and kind of haunting, but very very well made portrayal of like of mental health. Yeah, because she's basically a schizophrenic in the film, uh, or she's going through a psychosis, like she's becoming psychotic, and she's because she's she's just obsessed because she was right. Ra- she's just raised by this like heart like harsh mother mm. who you know who was a ballerina but had to give it away so she could be a mum. Yeah. And so she's on her daughter, like, you have to be the best, blah, blah, blah. You have to go to these auditions. You have to do this. Um, and yeah. And so she just kind of, she has this drive to be the best and she has to have the role, the lead in Swan Lake. Yeah. Um, at whatever the cost. And, you know, she gets it and it's just a descent into madness from there. And I love it. I freaking love it. It's (laughs) so good. Like, yeah. Oh, I just could go on and on and on. Like, it's just, yeah, Nellie Portman, man. Oscar, a worthy Oscar winning performance, if there ever was one. Yeah. She's just phenomenal. Uh, and then my last film I want to mention is Crimson Peak. Another Tom Hiddleston film, <laughs> of course. Um, but not just for him. I came to this movie for him, um, mostly. Um but, you know, stayed for the Guillermo del Toro masterpiece that it is because it's a beautiful movie. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a, basically just a love letter to gothic romance from, you know, the 17, 1800s. Okay. Old stories like that that just, you know, talk about big old houses in mm. the middle of nowhere in England and twisted romance and, and spooky elements and, yeah, <laughs> darkness and... yeah. Yeah, it's and and yeah, oh, it's it's so good. And Jim Beaver's in it. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he has a, a small role, but um, but a very important role. Yep. 
in the film. Um, he's very good in it. Awesome. Um, he's got his full beard going on, looking, <laughs> looking wonderful. Um, yeah, and it's just aesthetically beautiful. They built the the entire house where the main characters uh, in the film live. They built it from the ground up. Yep. Uh, it was a real live set, the whole thing. It wasn't just like a... I mean, they built it on a soundstage, but it was, you know, it wasn't just like facades everywhere. It was yeah, a proper yeah. house. They built the rooms. And the costumes are just outstanding. Oh, there's just the intricacy and the way you, they're like themed to the characters. Like yeah. It's, they're more than just costumes and it's it's just gorgeous. And yeah, and um, Jessica Chastain is the MVP of the cast though in that film because she plays this psychotic woman yeah. who is just, well, yeah, she's just, <laughs> she has a special connection with her brother. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's an incredible movie that people need to see. It's, it needs more appreciation. I think. Yep. Um, okay. And for my TV shows, and I think I will try and go through these a little bit quick cause we are running a bit long. <laughs> um, and not I, that it really matters. Not that it really matters, but I'm getting very tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I'm all right. Um, okay. So good TV shows that I loved in the 2010s, starting with my absolute favorite, which is Orphan Black. Yes. Um, yeah. Tatiana Maslany playing, you know, 15 different versions of herself. Um, and having each one be definitively different. Yeah. And you can easily separate them. It, it's At times, it was hard to believe it was the same person. Like, she's that good. That's amazing. She's that good. It's so it's so wonderful. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant sci-fi show and that goes into cloning and the, you know, the um, ethical ramifications and questions about that and, yeah. and the science behind it and is it right or is it wrong? And then, you know scientific conspiracies and yeah it's and so just a really great drama and the effects are really good for a tv show you know because you there are many scenes where you know it's tatiana playing off against tatiana um but it looks really good like yeah, they managed good. for a tv budget they met it looks yeah. it's convincing um that's awesome yeah yeah it's a it's a awesome show I absolutely adore it through and through. It's worth watching. Go watch the uh, Collectible Chaos video on oh. Orphan Black. Yes, please. <laughs> My top 10 uh, Orphan Black moments, I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. Yeah, from after the, the, the series wrapped. Yep. Yeah, such a good show. And yeah, <laughs> check out check out my video talking about it. It's awesome. Um, what else do we have? Moving into superhero stuff, of course. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., as Adam uh, Snell mentioned earlier in his response... Uh, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely one of my favourite shows of the last 10 years. It is easily, and I, I don't care what anyone thinks, it is easily the best superhero show on television. Awesome. Easily. That, but nobody watches it. Yeah, and which I, is probably why it got cancelled. Well, it hasn't been cancelled per se. Uh, it's, or it's just I think wrapping up. It's just wrapping up. They weren't sure if it was going to... Uh, even get to a season five, it nearly got cancelled then. Ah. And then they weren't even sure if it was going to get to a season six. Yeah. Um, like, we were very surprised it got a sixth season. Yeah. Um, so, because they, they made it end very, on a, in a very good note at the end of season five, just in case. Yeah, okay. They literally called the last episode of season five the end. Yeah, okay. Because um, they were just, they were, they were very confident they weren't going to get another season. But they ended up getting picked up for another yeah. season, but a shorter one. And then a seventh season, which comes out in 2020. Um, but uh, it'll probably be the last, considering 
as well, all the Marvel TV shows are pretty much wrapped yeah. up now. This yeah. is the last. Makes sense. This is the last one because now we're moving into a Disney Plus age. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin Feige is now overseeing everything. Yep. So they're all going to be connected. Um, even though Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is set in the MCU, uh, it just doesn't interact with the films. Yeah. At all. Uh, even though the, the film events affect it. But um, it's brilliant television, brilliantly written. Yep. It's a Joss Whedon co-created show. Mm-hmm. So he's an executive producer on it. Yeah. Um, but it's mostly his uh, younger brother, Jed Whedon, and his wife, Marissa Tankerowen, who are the showrunners. Yep. And they're phenomenal. Um, and just the characters are just brilliantly written. <sighs> it's heart-wrenching. Like, there's so many moments you're on the edge of your seat. There's so many great twists. For example, when the the Hydra twists from Winter Soldier ha- yeah. uh, happened, because obviously they're Shield, they're the agents of Shield, and when season one was on, um, you know, it just it was more of a um, procedural show. The first few episodes yeah. with a slight overarching story, um, because it was just showing what the day to day process of, of you know a group of agents at Shield was like. But then Hydra was a thing, and the show flipped on a dime. Wow! And was like boom, 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 boom. This is awesome. And it didn't slow down. Yep. And it's so it's so good. There's no filler episodes. Every single episode is just. Oh, that's that's good. When there's no filler episodes, yeah. it just goes straight through. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I cannot I cannot stress enough how brilliant it is. It's mm-hmm. probably the most underrated TV show on television. Awesome. I, easily. Uh, other shows I really like American Horror Story. Uh, so good to see a show like that. Um, that is very scary and very uh, gory, mm-hmm. uh, violent, uh, and confronting um, on primetime television. Yeah, like you don't you don't see that stuff. And this is kind of the first show of its kind that's kind of gone. I mean, there's been horror shows in the past, but for me, this is like the one because it just pushes the boundaries. Yeah, um, and the cast is just brilliant. As I said before, Sarah Paulson, but there's been some legends besides her. Like, she's a legend of herself, but, you know, Kathy Bates, Jessica Lang, Angela Bassett, um, freaking Stevie Nicks has cameoed on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just great. Uh, yeah, absolutely worth checking out. Every awesome. single, every single season, different theme. So it's, like I said earlier, it's an yeah, anthology yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. If you're if you're a fan of horror and you haven't seen American Horror Story, you're making a mistake. <laughs> you're missing out. You need to get on it. Um, quick shout out to Killing Eve, a recent addition to my favorites of the last ten years. Yeah. Because um, this show has only kind of become big in the last few months. Yeah. Well, really, really big anyway. Um, but it's it's fantastic cat and mouse show between Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer's characters and just. Yeah, it's kind of like a love story as yeah. well. Oh man, it's yeah, it's brilliant, and <laughs> just the the acting. It's a, really the the thing about that show is the performances, seeing Sandra and Jody bounce off each other, and yeah. then even when they're apart, yeah, they affect each other, and it's yeah, <laughs> so good. Um, Sherlock, yes, um, Cumberbatch. Oh my goodness, the, sh- the show that gave us Cumberbatch, basically. I miss that man. I miss I miss that show. I miss the show too. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever make a fifth season. I was gonna say because it's not saying that it's ended yet. No, they haven't officially said we're never doing it. Mm. They've 
Oh my goodness, excuse me. They've basically. Oh, okay. Implied... Now it's inactive. Oh, it does say inactive now? Yeah. Now it's under oh. the inactive section. All right, it's not coming back. <laughs> what, what app is that you've got there? Um, I'm using an app called Next Episode. Okay. Yes. All right. It's pretty good. And I can, you can keep tabs on the episodes that you've been watching. Oh, okay, I might have to download that. Yeah. Uh, shout out to next episode. Uh, <laughs> ha- hashtag not sponsored. Nah. Um, yeah, no, Sherlock, awesome. Yeah. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is brilliant, as is Martin Freeman. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, contemporary telling of Sherlock Holmes. Um, yep. And, yeah, superb British storytelling, if there ever was, I think. It's one yeah, of the, definitely. definitely one of the best shows Definitely one of my favorites, but definitely one of the best shows of the last 10 years. Uh, very well done. Breaking Bad, again, love it. One of my favorites. I'm rewatching it at the moment. I'm nearly finished. Just, it literally, like Wayne says, you see him become the villain, but you don't realize it until he's there. Like, he doesn't really fully turn. A lot of fans say that it, after, like, the end of season four is when Walter White fully becomes. Ah, uh, Okay. Heisenberg becomes the villain yeah. of the show. Yeah. And I'm watching season five now and I'm really paying close attention to his actions. Yeah. And the and just the things he says and the way he says them. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's he's the bad guy now. That is Breaking Bad on Netflix? Stan. Stan. Ooh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, that I'll and check it out. Yeah, you should, it's very good. That and Better Call Saul. Both right. on, both on Stan. Cool. But the uh El Camino. El Camino is on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. Just to confuse Australian <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, yeah, Breaking Bad. Yeah, D- enough said. Don't have yep. to say anything else about that. It's just wonderful. Um, and I have to mention three comedy shows, just wrapping up my answer. Um, three or four? Sorry, four. Thank you. <laughs> I am tired. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with Community Yep. first. Um, wonderful show. Absolutely wonderful. Dana Harmon, uh, who is one of Rick and Morty's co-creators. Yep. Uh, this, this obviously, this show came before that. Um, Rick and Morty, I should give an honorable mention to because I absolutely love it. But Community, awesome. Um, great, great show about, you know, these, you know, adults, like, well, ranging from, like, fresh out of high school to yeah. middle-aged uh, in this group of, like, this. they're in a study group together and they become basically lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them leave and whatnot, and there's things behind the scenes, drama. <laughs> uh, not scripted drama. Um, but, um, yeah, but it's it's just very, very funny, and it's very meta. Lots of fourth wall breaks. Yeah. Uh, all the characters are just wonderf- wonderful and very likable, very enjoyable, and um, it's just very good humour. I just really, I really dig the humour of that show. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, hashtag six seasons and a movie. <laughs> uh, we still need that movie, Dan Harmon. I'm looking at you. Um, mm. And my last three picks, I'm going to mention them all together because they're all created by the same person, and that is Mike Schur. Oh, that amazing what man. A, what a genius. Mike so, Schur. So, so intelligent. Absolutely. Like, what a bloody creator. Yes. Intense and amazing. Yeah. Amazing creator. So, yeah, obviously he's most known for The Office, Steve Carell, uh, American adaptation. Yeah. Is very very good. Um, my favorite show uh, is Parks and Recreation. My favorite sitcom ever, Parks yep. and Rec. Despite my attempts to get fully to watch it, <laughs> it's, it's, she loves Mike Sure, but uh, Sure or Sure, I don't know what how to say his Mike name. Mike Sure, Mike Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. She she doesn't like. This is the one show 
I just it's I can't it's get hard you. for me to get into. It just sucks because my favorite because I just because Chris Pat Pratt is hysterical. Um, freaking Ron Swanson is an iconic character on television if there ever was one. <laughs> uh, and Leslie Nope is just. That's the problem. I can't get past Leslie's that that character. Leslie is just so annoying. She, she grinds your gears. Yes, I love Leslie. Freaking Amy Poehler is just stellar uh, at her comedic best for me in that show. I yeah, I adore it through and through. That whole cast. Yeah, even Lucy Lawless comes into it later on, mm, which is cool. Um, there's lots of really cool cameos. Paul Rudd makes an appearance. Uh, or a few appearances, actually. He's in a few episodes. He has a recurring character. Um, and he's very funny. He plays this absolute dimwit. Like, <laughs> dimmest of the wittest. Like, just has no clue what's going on. Uh, and he's running for a local office against Leslie. Wow, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it's that a whole season where she's running to get on the, the council. I think it's to get on the Pawnee Council is just... It's probably the best season of the show. I think it's season four. Yeah. From memory. Yeah great show um but moving on to ones fulia actually really enjoys uh obviously two that have been mentioned already yep brooklyn 99 and the good place yes um i've got to say brooklyn 99 might actually be getting close to edging out uh parks and rec is my favorite sitcom ever just because parks and rec is funny but brooklyn 99 has me in stitches every single episode oh hell yeah Every like I think I'm I, I laugh a lot more with Brooklyn Nine Nine, but Definitely. I, I but I enjoy I don't know there's something about Parks and Rec that I just freaking I think is just fantastic. But yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I every single character in that cast is is a, is just like like I can't even like they're all just so funny in their own quirky ways, and they're all stupid and they're all smart and they're all just yeah like I just love. I love every single one of them, and they feel like a, an extended family. Like when you watch Pretty them, much. like by the end of the episode, where when they're in the bar, you know, having around and go talk, discussing the events of the episode. <laughs> like you just really feel like you're there with them, and I just, I just love that. I adore that. So good. And I love Rosa. She's my favorite. Terry. And Terry's great because he loves, <laughs> because Terry loves yogurt. Yes. And um and Holt as well. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but I also have to shout out uh, Peralta, Jake Peralta, yeah. Andy Sandberg for uh, just giving us the phrases "cool, cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, and noise, noise, and toit, and smart, toit noops, toit noops. Yeah, just so great. Yeah, and the good place we've already talked about, but love it. I adore it through and through, and. If you'd have asked me, I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler coming in, so feel free to skip. But uh, <laughs> but if you'd asked me when I started the show that Chidi and Eleanor would actually be soulmates. I know, right? You would not have picked it. Not at all. <laughs> but I love it. And they make it work. It's so good. Yeah. And Jason is just Jason adorable. Mendoza. Jason Mendoza from <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. Yeah. And Tahani Al-Jamil. Oh, man. Just, if I could just dress like that woman. I know. If I could just look like that woman. Because she is... And you know what? Just, uh, you know, what's her what's her real life name? J- Jamila? Is it Jamila? Yeah. Um, Jamila, uh, Jamila Al-Jamil? No, no, no. no, no. no. I'm the worst person oh, ever. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to search for her. Because she is... It is Jamila. Yeah. She... 
she yeah yeah Jamila Jamil yeah Jamila that's what Jamil. I thought yeah 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 she is one of the best role models out there definitely I don't know if anyone has been following her on Twitter Instagram all of that she is just so body positive mm. uh, even though she's a stunning woman and you know but she she's open about her struggles with her her looks that she's had in her life and her you know curves and stretch marks and like you know she's outspoken against you know diet companies that oh yeah definitely that, she's, you know try try to trick you and she's mentioned she's sort she's, of mentioned she's mentioned that sort of stuff on the good place the podcast oh she has yeah oh, yeah she good. sort of talks about it um towards the end when um mark when mark asks them at the end what's good it's his it's thing that they do at the end of the podcast oh, where Mark cool. asks them what's good that's in their cool. life. So it yep. could be something very small to something really Big. amazing and charitable. Yep. And I think she mentioned something about, um, I don't know if it's a charity or it's something that she's been doing to sort of um, raise awareness about, but mm-hmm. the, the stuff that you pretty much mentioned about, you know, body shaming and that sort of stuff. And she's mm. been, she's, she's very, um, uh, very, very outspoken about those sort of topics. Yeah. 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 Very passionate about it. Yeah, no, yeah. she is. And it's, it's, I love it. I think yeah, she's yeah. a beautiful woman through she and through. She is gorgeous. Yes, she is. In, <laughs> inside and out. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I just want to also just mention, yeah, Kristen Bell's so funny in it. Oh, man. She is amazing. Like yeah. her comedic timing Medi- is Comedic the best. timing is brilliant. I was listening to her on the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick or the ID10T podcast, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, and uh, she was talking about how her background wasn't in comedy. Like she didn't start. Mm. She had no comedic training. Yeah. Like she's just naturally gifted at that. Like it's just that is amazing. So she's very lucky, lucky lady. I mean, you know, she got she got a big breakthrough as playing Veronica Veronica Mars. Yeah. Which is you know a little you know high school detective. Um, you know, so that's a bit different to mm. you know, um, the good place. Yeah. But um, but yeah, like. I love her performance. And William Jackson Harper is, is so funny, is cheaty, and I relate to him so hard so often. Very indecisive. Oh, I'm so indecisive. <laughs> I am so indecisive. Oh, my goodness. So the anxieties he has, like, I don't take it to that, that extreme, but the anxieties he has over over indecisions just is, is me. Yeah. Not in a lot of ways. Um, and I just, I just love how big of a nerd he is as well. And, yeah, he's just fantastic. And then, of course... Darcy Carden deserves all the awards. Oh, Janet. Janet. We love Janet. She's not a girl. Not, she's not a robot. Yeah. Yeah, she's not a girl. She's not a person. But so, she's attractive. She's very attractive. <laughs> very attractive and very wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she's brilliant. So, yeah. And Ted Danson, of course, is Michael. Oh, yeah. God. What Ted. a performance. Like, going, going, going from being this nice, fake nice guy to then being evil to then to Real, actually, to being, actually nice. being nice yeah. and realizing what humans are all about. Very it's just... good. It's a very fascinating character journey. Yeah. And on that too, just the fact that The Good Place is such a, a great show that kind of deals with things in life we don't like talking about that it's, we don't want to yeah. face up to is that ex- existential stuff about it's a, a lot, life it's a after lot of, death. Yeah, and, it's a lot of ethical and ethical, morality, morality yeah, mm-hmm. type of topics that they talk about and they put so much humor into it. But it's so clever and at the same time. And it's very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliantly well done. Yeah. Maximum so. Derek. Maximum, Maximum Derek. <laughs> yeah. 
Gotta love Derek. He's great. Uh, okay, so that's it for me. Yes. Not exactly short. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> that's all right. We're never short. We're never short. That's why it's a monthly podcast. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it'll take you a month to listen to it, and then the next one's out. <laughs> next one will be out. It's great. So um, oh. that has been our epic discussion on the last 10 years of film and television. Yes, definitely. I had a lot of fun. That with was that. a lot of fun. I wish I was more awake to enjoy it more, but I, nevertheless. <laughs> but it was really I've, nice to reminisce on it. I've, it's been really good to talk about yeah. some fantastic programs, and we've been definitely. very been very blessed over the last 10 years. Yes, we have. We've been very lucky. And thank you, everybody who sent in your answers. We yes, very much appreciate that. Very thank much. You. And thank you for listening to us for the past, what is it now, two and a half years now? Coming up? Yeah, yeah, two and a half years. It is, it is exactly two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Thank you Thank for you. sticking with us. We really appreciate you all so much. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Thanks yes. for sending in your answers. And yeah. Yes. And to, the, to those that share us around, we love it. Thank so you. we're going into a new decade. A new decade and a new year. A new year. 2020. So next Here it comes. month. This month in particular is Star Wars month. Yes. Um, fuck, I've forgotten the name. <laughs> the title of the movie. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm just going to let it sit there. And not because I forgot it. I didn't forget it. No. Not only because that was very funny for yeah. me to just sit there and watch fully uh, forget the name of the movie. <laughs> and Star- trying to remember it. Star Wars Episode Nine: The yes. Rise of Skywalker yes. is officially out. Uh, at the time of recording, it's been out for a week. Yeah. But we want to hear from you and what you guys think, given how also divisive it, the response to the film has been. Yeah. Uh, like, I haven't seen it yet, no. but hopefully... Uh, by the end of the week, I will have. You, yes, you will. We're and like, I will. It's yes. happening. Yes. It's happening. Yes. It's, it's happening. Happen. And definitely by the end of the month, of course. Yes. And uh, so next month, we want to talk all things spoiler about Rise of Skywalker. Yes, everything. We want to hear all your thoughts. Yes. All your theories, whether you thought you, you were proved right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did you like, what did you like? What did you hate? What did you wish could have been different? Yes. Or what, what did, what were you so happy that made you fist pump in the cinema? You know, all the, all the good and the bad stuff. Definitely. Please send us your answers. Look out for the posts on social media and use yes. hashtag tell Winifred so we can find your answers and we'll have a big old epic, uh, monthly chat. Yes. To, like to, we always do to celebrate the end of the Skywalker saga. No. In Star Wars. What a story. <laughs> yes. What an epic story. Love it. Good. That's something exciting to look yes. forward to. Great. What's coming up in the next month? Well, apart from getting ready for that episode, um, yeah, well, I mean, I've also, on Star Wars, my non-scripted ramblings, once I've seen the movie another time, I'm going to sit down and film myself doing a spoiler uh non-scripted rambling episode awesome so i can put that up and give everyone my spoilery thoughts yes on episode nine which i'm very excited to do and then uh, i'll just repeat myself for the monthly (laughs) so yeah that's 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 good uh (laughs) no we'll see how we go it'll be (laughs) they'll both be fun so there's that um collectible chaos of course 
will be out on New Year's Eve. Yes. On the last day of the year. Holy it's a crap. great time to watch the, um, the video. It, it is. is the perfect topic for it too. It is. It is uh, my top 10 films of the 2010s. Yes. Which she's mentioned a couple of them. Yes. But there's a lot more there are for so you many to more. check out. Exactly. Yes. So that's why I didn't really want to mention too many movies on, yeah. on my, uh, on you know, of the last 10 years because they're all pretty much going to be on my top 10 collectible chaos list but the list isn't going to be in an order of favorites it's basically i'm doing my number one pick for each year yes um of the 2010s and so they're not ranked at all no not Um, at all but it was a lot of fun film yes and i can't wait to see the final product yes because i'm still working on it still we're still in post-production but we're very close to the end yes we are that's for sure and i can't wait to to watch it and i hope you guys like it Mm -hmm. um and yeah, a podcast called Fred will be back in twenty twenty uh, twenty after its little break. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for more episodes from the Fred Shed. Yes. Um, the boys at the Fred Watch Shed, uh, Wayne and Phil, yes, uh, released a Christmas themed episode this week. They did, um, where they uh, discussed the first. Uh, episode of The Simpsons, which is, I'm pretty sure it's called Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. Yep. Um, and yeah, so that is a fantastic episode. An absolute classic of The Simpsons. Yeah, it was such, it was so nice to learn about the trivia about that episode and why it was the first episode. I haven't actually listened to the podcast yet. Listen to it. I know I'm going to. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still catching up on all my other podcasts. Yeah, no, that's fair I, enough. I'm going to get there. Yeah, um, yeah. And I can't, I cannot freaking wait to listen yeah. to it because I love The Simpsons almost as much as Wayne yeah. does. But because, because I, I thought to myself, how is a Christmas special episode supposedly the first episode of the actual series? Yeah, and then the way Wayne, it went. and then Wayne explains. Oh, he why. tells you why. Yeah, he, he knows he's got I the trivia. I love it. Of course, he does. Yes, that's brilliant. And it's and it's really interesting because I would never have thought it too. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. And you know, we get to hear Phil. Talk about his thoughts about it as well. Of He's course. not as big of a fan of The Simpsons as Wayne is. No. For those of you who don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Very few people are. Even I don't come close. <laughs> um, but yes, it's a good episode. Definitely go and check it out. Yes. And they've also got their chat still up if, you, if you've missed it, just in case. Um, where they celebrate uh, 80 years of Gone with the Wind. Yes. And have a big epic chat about that film. That was, yes. That was a very good recording. That was. I, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed listening to that yes. as well. Um, uh, what else is going on? So in terms of incompetent gamers, um, we've had um, me away for quite some time. Um, I unfortunately didn't record last week on the Friday because... It was so hot. It was freaking a stinker of a bloody day. It was what, 45 degrees in Melbourne? Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Which for our American listeners is like... Over 100. Over 100 degrees. Yeah. It yeah. was very hot. Yeah. Um, so I did put up a little apology video for not being able to stream that day. Um, only because it's just... it's a very, It was a very hot day. This room gets very hot. The yes. air conditioning was not the doing Winif- its the, work. The Winifred shed is, <laughs> is a warm room with all of the tech that's going. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even with only the minimal amount of tech, it's still warm. Yes. <laughs> it's still warm. But that's okay because you're coming back in the, in the new year. and I, I'm going to do one more before the, new, before the new year. Great. Before New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, so just to sort of round it off and be like, all right, one more time. And uh, hopefully back in the new year 
for some more gaming, hopefully with some console gaming. Yay! Because that's my favorite type of gaming. <laughs> Good. Good. That's great stuff. Yes. Um, what else is going on in our lives outside um, of Fred? Outside of Fred, um, I'm going to be going up to Warrnambool for New Year's Eve. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. One of my one of my friends um, that I met at the um, personal development thing. Okay. Um, is going to be well. She's sell, she's she's usually up um, in Warrnambool with her her parents her parents live in Warrnambool yeah um so she's you know celebrating the Christmas holidays with them and Mm -hmm. she's there for for New Year's Eve and I you know thought I would go and give her some company oh that's nice yes and we've already decided we're going to do a Harry Potter shoot oh Oh, that's cool because we're big Harry Potter nuts yes so are you driving down there yes I will be driving up to uh, or out to uh, Warrnambool which is a big drive yeah it's about four or five hours about three and a half hours three and a half yeah Okay. Yeah. I think that's sort of via the freeway type of Yeah, yeah. go around the Great Ocean yeah. Road. Don't exactly don't just just, it. just go straight there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. So that's it'll be exciting. to be a nice drive. I think that's um probably my longest drive that I've done. Oh, um cool. ever. Ever probably. Wow. Um so this will be fun. Like I've driven all the way out to Torquay um a few times. Yeah. Um which is about a two hour, hour, two hour and a half, two hours. Okay. Yeah. Um but Warnable's a little bit further out, so yes, yeah, yeah, it is. And I have been there; it's actually quite nice. Oh, yes. yeah, I've never been there before. Oh, I went there like a good eight, nine years ago. Okay, so. cool. Don't remember much about it. So. Yeah. yeah, you're going back. <laughs> yes, I'm going back. Bringing the new decade. Yes, uh, at you know seaside. Cool. Yay! Great. Um, apart from that, um, hopefully going into the new year with some more hockey, um. And, oh, I can't even think at the moment. We be tired. That's how t- <laughs> I am not sure what's, what's going to be happening in my next. Well, you got you probably got some piano lessons coming up. Uh, I'm on a holiday at the moment. They go, the hol- the um, piano lessons are by school terms. Ah. Yeah, she goes by school terms. Right. So that probably won't be until either end of January, February. Then. Pretty much. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. That's all right. Um, um, and apart from that, Midsummer Festival will be yes, in the new year. Midsummer Festival. Yes, because uh, the boy I paid for is uh, making its debut at Midsummer, um, playing at the Butterfly Club it's yes. in Melbourne CBD, which is a great venue. And uh, please go and support independent theatre and the arts. Yes, especially it's going to be a lot of fun. Especially in light of recent political events um, <laughs> that we won't speak of. But um, yes, it's a brilliant show that I can't wait to see. And I, yes. know, and I know it's brilliant because Wayne Stellini wrote it. Yes. And everything he writes is wonderful. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to check it out. So yes. Get your tickets now, guys. Definitely. On tickets, sale. Yes. Tickets on sale now. Don't go and grab them. And um, yes, it'll be starting on the 20th of January. Yes. For five nights? Five nights. Yes. Yes. Check it out. Yes. So it's a limited season, so make sure you don't miss out. Don't miss out. Get um, your tickets now. Um, at Midsummer, the Midsummer website, and I think through us, I'm or not through, through the or Butterfly through, Club. Through the Butterfly Club. Yes, yes, yes. So Midsummer and, and, and the Butterfly Club. Writers Block Theatre, I'm sure as well. If you check them out, on yeah, social, just, social media. Yeah, check out their Facebook. Give the page a like on. Definitely, a lot of content that. coming through. Yes, um, a lot of marketing stuff 
from from us from us as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, in conjunction, yes. Were the the Oz Open will be happening? Yes, so I'll you're be working be there. That. Lots of cash money. <laughs> Lots of that. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm looking forward to the new year. To be honest. Good. There's. There's a lot that I want to do, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to smash some goals. Good. That I've got. You know, planned out. Okay. Awesome. Yes. What about yourself? I'm trying not to have a midlife crisis. <laughs> um, mid midlife crisis. No, I just because yeah, I'm. I just have been feeling weird about or uneasy about the fact that it's going to be 2020. I've just not been. Yeah. Handling it well. In, internally we're not going to get too deep into that <laughs> sorry but um yeah you know that's my own personal business um but i you know i'm excited for the future as i've always been and yep. um i can't wait for another year to start um definitely will be some cool things i am very sure mm-hmm. uh who knows what will happen the future is uncertain um but yeah for me january yeah i'll be heavily involved hopefully with the way i paid for Yes. Um, can't wait. As I said, um, I'm eagerly waiting the conclusion of the crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, the Arrowverse <laughs> crossover. Um, some more fantastic shows from the 2010s. Yes. Um, the first three parts have already aired, and so part four and five are airing in mid-Jan to conclude it, and then Arrow will be finishing for good in January as well. So that's going to be emotional. Yeah, definitely. I I can't wait to see how it ends. Yes. Uh, Yeah. For New Year's as well, I think I'm going into the city with some friends to have drinks at a event thing at some venue and (laughs) with drinks and food included in a package and it's 80s themed. So there's going to be 80s music. Yay. So so I hope, yeah, I need to get onto the buying of the tickets. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, yeah, it should be fun. Awesome. It should be fun. And I don't know what else I'm doing. So hopefully I hopefully I would like to go to the beach in January. Um, yes. Because it's going to be warm, I, I, I imagine, hopefully. <laughs> um, and I love going to the beach or at least to the pool. So that would be nice. And, yeah. And then award season is coming. Gold Globes are going to happen. Yeah. And that's going to be fun. And then the Oscar nominations will come out and the countdown begins for me. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be awesome, fun January yep. coming up for 2020. us. 2020. Bring on the new decade. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we hope you all have a safe and happy new year. Yes. Um, you know, make sure you have a lot of fun. Yes, please have fun. Enjoy yourself. Don't do yes. anything stupid. No. Um, but, you know, just don't do anything I wouldn't do. Um, <laughs> And yeah, have a good time. Be kind to each other. And, yes. And go into the new year with a smile on your face. Definitely. Yeah. And we can't wait to continue on yes. with our run of the monthly Winifreds. Yes. And with that. And with that. That was. That was. The monthly Winifreds. <laughs> that's a wrap on this monthly. <laughs> yes, it's time for the plugs of the Fred the Alien Productions. Yeah. So remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. The Fred the Alien merchandise, if you want to wear us, go to our website, www.fredthealienproductions.com and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, wall art, home decor, bags, and stationery with our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, Incompetent Gamers, our live stations, and more! That was a full year. That was a Kindle. And you just, you just experienced, experienced the monthly Winter Friends. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. And we really much appreciate it.
appreciate it really much. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Have fun. Have all the celebrations. Yes, have a great one. And we'll see you next year. In next decade. Next decade. <laughs> That's the we'll new one now. See you next decade. Yeah. Cool boy. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.